0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Arcade Podcast. I am your host, Deadbeat Hero, and today's guest is Boycott. Boycott is a very talented abstract artist uh, based here in Vienna. We had a really awesome talk about NFTs, making music, and social media. He's also a very talented uh, foosball player. kicked my ass a few times before the episode even began, so watch out for him. All right, so let's just get into it, shall we? Uh, without further ado, please help me welcome boycott. It's
1: like this C H S C H. Never seen it
0: before. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really awesome bar in uh, in Dusseldorf, ah. where a friend of mine's from. Uh-huh. And you, you go in and you just sit down and they just bring you the beer. And they keep bringing you beers and then every time they just make a mark on, on the coaster oh, and at the nice. end they charge you. You have to tell them to stop because you, oh, they just keep reasons. bringing you beer. They don't, they don't, <laughs> you don't ask them, they don't ask you. And they're little, they're not big beers, they're like little Fuskin. Like, like, it's yeah. their own beer and it's like yeah. this, this big so you drink it pretty fast. Yeah. And they're just walking around just like keep giving people beer. Yeah. And everybody's just stumbling out. It's like a this concept.
1: Düsseldorf is a really nice little town. Have you been there? I'm just thinking no. I mean just like Mm. on the airport, I guess, but Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty interesting little town, I think. I don't know. Maybe I should go at some point. Can I readjust? Adjust
0: Adjust it. It's good like this? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Looks good. (laughs) 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 The little things are moving, so (laughs) I think it's working pretty good. Nice. (coughs) <coughs> so, boycott. welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Just, yeah, okay. I'm glad that we, able, we were able to finally sit down and and yeah, talk. For a long time. Of when was, I don't, can't remember the
1: last time we saw each other. It couldn't have been... Wasn't it at, in the 16th District at this show at uh, Hinterhof? I guess? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right, that's and right. it was cold, I remember, so yeah. it must have been... Was it pre-corona? It must have been pre-corona, because there's nothing... So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> during corona, it was like... <laughs> We got locked everything down, you know. It's like nobody was doing anything. Mm. How are you doing during Corona? I was. What
1: does your what was your daily life like during that time? Um, actually, after the first wave of panic, yeah, it felt pretty good, I have to say. And maybe it does sound weird to some, but I really enjoyed like the lockdown and how the whole world's. Slowed down, yeah. yeah, and stopped. And
0: I don't think that's weird at all. I felt, the, I felt the same way. Like, kind yeah. of, it was like you didn't have any responsibilities. You didn't have like right. appointments. Yeah, and it's like wow, and you, there was no, you didn't have to make an excuse. It was like there's only one big excuse. It's like, mm. yeah, dude, there's
1: a fucking pandemic. Like, that's yeah, it. I mean, I was just talking to my girlfriend yesterday, saying like, hey, again, as weird as it sounds, like. I feel like having another lockdown and maybe it's just from my personal lockdown like just because yeah. um, i know lots of people have suffered from it yeah yeah yeah. I know luckily um, i try to like focus on going into my own universe and doing my own stuff without having to go on yeah to appointments or appointments or different and having uh, these obligations obligations and, yeah yeah and i really
0: you kind of missed the lockdown a little bit Kind of. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally feel you on this one hundred percent because I think just yesterday or the day before I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know, it's it's bad to say because you know, so many businesses suffer, and you know, but at the same time, for an artist, it's really this personal time that you have Mm, with yourself to kind of this freedom of uh, of just finding new ways to express yourself and yeah. I don't know. And I love staying up really late for some... Like, I've realized that... Same with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I used to love when I was younger. I would stay up super late and then wake up, like, at 11 or 12, like, yeah. when I had no responsibilities. But that, being able to do that again, it was like, wow, I really miss, like, staying up and watching, like, a cheesy movie till, like, 3 or 4 in the morning. Yeah. Or, like, or just drawing till 3 or 4 in the morning, listening to, like, two different podcasts and then waking up whenever you wanted to. Yeah. It's like... Because you yeah.
1: know, there's no phone calls and
0: yeah, exactly. You can't. Nobody can expects you to be anywhere, and yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: there's this kind of freeing element to it. in one one side, but you know. But it seems like it's weird to say. You know, af- how was it during your Corona time? Because the Corona time is still still happening, still basically, yeah, and yeah. we don't know what's gonna be this fall or or, or winter. Yeah. The only thing that really sucked was like not being able to travel, like when you wanted to.
1: That's what I missed the most, yeah. actually, like going to the beach and
0: yeah, and not having to think to
1: twice about it. Yeah, travel,
0: meet yeah. people, yeah. And also, people coming to visit Vienna, like I, mm. I really miss like meeting new artists who are coming to Vienna all the time. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's kind of.
1: Yeah, you c- can't have all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't have it all. But
0: you can't be secluded and then also want to be everywhere.
1: But yeah. I mean, I guess maybe like that's what we talked yesterday. Because uh, we haven't been on holiday since 2000. I mean, we've been in Austria last year and it was beautiful. We've been to Corinthia, mm-hmm. which was also due to Corona. We were like, okay, maybe we should just, just see try what Austria has to offer. Yeah, And we had this beautiful lake and it was amazing, but just a couple of days. hmm um, this year we wanted to travel but then we had to move apartment and this took much longer than I expected yeah, I and now we're like okay we would have time at the end of the month probably but mm. then it's already like 20 degrees in Greece yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know Like, so let's just enjoy the new flat and stay yeah. home so right now actually I'm on holiday for this week yeah um, but that's why we were talking yesterday. It's so hard to be on holiday while you're at home. Yeah, yeah. And while you're, we also live right next to the studio now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like kind of impossible to not answer emails and yeah. not like do nothing and without having this like uh, feeling of you have to do something because yeah. you're here. Yeah. So that's why I was saying, like, hey, I really missed the, <laughs> the lockdown, lockdown because back then, yeah. um, as far as I remember, I used to go to the studio all day Mm -hmm. and just, um, I used to start music back then, Mm -hmm. uh, and fell in love with it. And I felt just like the energy it gave me by just sitting there for 10 hours and trying to make a song, um, and painted a lot less than the the year before, for example, Mm -hmm. but I felt that's okay because it's. A pandemic, and I mean mural,
0: mural work, or or like painting on on canvas. Not even canvases that much.
1: a few. But I realized like electronic music is. I've listened to it for a couple of years, and suddenly, like, I did some research. I bought some MIDI keyboard, and Mm -hmm. from there, like, the whole journey started, and there was so much to learn, and I watched like a ton of YouTube tutorials Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and tried to implement it, and like try to find some kind of style you know something yeah. that I'd like to do and also it was like I started it actually 2 months before corona hit mm-hmm. uh, because I felt like I needed some creative outlet yeah which is not tied to 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 money yeah yeah uh, which is not a job and I mm-hmm. can still be creative but don't have to think about anything at all yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: um but i think music is perfect
0: for this because it's it's creative but it's also i feel like it's a different it's another section of the creative field of your body right of your same. mind yeah. yeah so so if you i was also doing this during corona we were talking about this a little bit on on instagram mm-hmm. but like a friend of mine gave me like um like his old microcorg, you know and yeah and i was just like <clears> this is uh, amazing i don't know what to do this do with this but i'm just going to play around with it and and i looked at tutorials and you could ask Elizabeth, uh, my wife, because she was, she would come home, and I'm just like in the corner making some weird like <laughs> ambient music, you know, just like, <laughs> wah, wah. you know, I have to like put my headphones on because she would be like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Just let me, let me do my thing." Yeah, yeah. And uh, but again. it didn't really feel like a waste of time because I always, I always feel a little bit of guilty <laughs> when I step away from from painting for some reason, like I if I'm doing anything else, like playing a video game or something, I'm like, I should be painting. Yeah. music. You me. feel the same? Yeah. So like, but with music, I feel like I'm just, it's like, I'm, I'm keeping the stove hot, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm boiling the, the water for the noodles basically. Exactly. And yeah. I try to see video games the same way a little bit, just kind of, I think you kind of have to challenge your mind a little bit more. Yeah, and I think that that goes into the creative process. I don't
1: know, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, like, um, I love playing video games. Yeah. Um, And I even made a whole exhibition because I was so inspired by playing this one video game back Mm -hmm. then. Mm -hmm. It was 2014. And that's when I saw that playing video games can actually... um, Like, influence your... Influence me, yeah. But not also that I really love to, like, just come home and play. Yeah. And I know my mind is not thinking about all the stuff mm-hmm, I experienced today mm-hmm. and I have to think about stuff tomorrow. I'm just focused and zoned in yeah. for an hour or two. Yeah, Just yeah. playing and some mm-hmm. kind of... In a way, it's some kind of meditation. Because yeah, my that brain makes is sense. Like, yeah. But then again, like, yeah, I play and then I have this, <laughs> like... I think it's part of how I am. Yeah. It's just, like, I have to... It's not the same as I'm doing music or I would be yeah. sketching or... Painting, whatever, mm-hmm. but I think this is all in our brains, and it's like mm-hmm. how we approach it. So, yeah. I'm at, at the moment. <laughs> I'm like basically trying to figure out like how what's the best way, and, yeah. and also that it's okay to not do something something all the time.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. It's 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 good to hear you say that because I'm I'm also exactly the same way. Like I need to. Um yeah I need to kind <laughs> of I need I need to tell myself it's okay sometimes and like I feel really really guilty and like now I'm also um trying to step away from from doing so many so much street art um just for myself and focusing mostly on on painting on this wood like you what you saw and, and other things like this stuff that uh, will challenge me a little bit differently but I for me, painting is really, really boring, like painting on, on canvas, like with acrylic and brush. Like for me, it's, spray paint is really exciting. So like I've, I've found a, a happy medium where I'm using spray paint on there, but, and mm-hmm. kind of taping everything off in a way and kind of doing it this way. And I find it exciting now, but uh, it took me, a, a, it was a process to get there. Mm. Um, and I have to always have like one painting already started before I finished, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I feel like I, I'll, I'll just get lazy or something. <laughs> I don't know yeah. to to anything. So like for example, I'll just paint the background of a piece of wood. I'll just do some. I'll just throw some paint on it mm-hmm. and just know. Okay, you're next. Mm-hmm. You're next. Like it sounds mm-hmm. so threatening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah.
1: So basically, you're constantly painting then.
0: I try to. I like. I, I feel like I need. I, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and I feel like in my. I feel like I should. I think it keeps the pressure in my head that like I need that there's something waiting for me to to do, and that way in the back of my mind is always the the gears are always working in that in that direction to finish mm. this painting. Mm. Um, but I wasn't doing that before. Like in Corona, I was just I was just drawing nonsense for for like three months, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it was really fun because really some crazy stuff came out of it. Because um, you were also doing illustrations um, for a long time, right? Or you still do a lot of illustrations?
1: It's all definition, I guess, but I feel like I did more illustrative stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For me, it's more like, if you'd ask me, I'd say abstract art is what I'm doing mostly. But maybe it's the same with abstract
0: art, because um, if I'm doing something all the time, I feel like all my stuff starts to look the same a little bit. Yeah. like my my every time I go to draw a character, like I'm always starting in the same position, like he's facing right, mm. the hand is coming up or whatever, or and it's like it it keeps happening it's like it's my go to it's like yeah. i once I start to sit down and sketch, it's like i sketch i start the same line again,
1: yeah, I and guess it's muscle memory, but also the safe space, and you know it works, and that's yeah, I think yeah. a little bit of both, yeah, you know. yeah, I've been dealing with this like a lot in the beginning over I was doing characters as well and mm-hmm. Early on it was black and white only, then I added a color, then two, then at some point I left away the black. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I don't even know when it was exactly, but I found my like six, seven colors I still use. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it, was come, when it was about shapes, I had the same thing where I was like, I tried to do something new and it looked the same, like it did before and before and that's when i was thinking about coming up with new ideas of how to like what to paint Mm -hmm. and not just paint a shape but yeah i don't know see what i'm inspired and mm, maybe it's a piece of paper on on the on the floor Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then i would take a picture and then put it in my archive yeah And then find the shapes within that, and then yeah, and then connect it like at some because most of my stuff is collages from like happenings and Mm -hmm. some kind of visual diary of Mm -hmm. not even the the things that happened on that particular day, but like a collection. Yeah, sometimes it's just feelings, and I try to visualize it, Mm -hmm. but then I connect it with other shapes, which I don't know have no meaning to to you for example yeah, but yeah. I know it was the shape I saw on this day where I was yeah. speaking to this person you know yeah 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 <clears throat> so it's just for me to remember stuff I guess and so I came up with different ways to approach an, a new canvas for example and mm-hmm. what shapes could I take without it Being the same all the time because yeah. I'm just having a brush and making the, a pencil, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's this muscle memory that make this was always round shapes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> um, so this was that. But, yeah. Yeah. but um, where were you born? I was born in a small. Village, I'd say, okay. in Lower Austria. So it's, it's around Vienna, basically. And if you go to the south, mm-hmm. about an hour with the car. Oh, okay, so that's where so I'm coming from. from. Okay. It's not that far. And it was like 2,000 people living there. Okay, alright. And it's in, in a very industrial uh, area. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of factories there. What kind of factories? It's like um, The wood? biggest one would be Semperit, which is they did uh, car tires, for example. Oh, okay, alright. So there was, were certain days in a week where I would smell the like rubber. This rubber. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does it bring
0: you back when you smell this? It's got to bring you It does you back. actually. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. brings it back to your childhood. Yeah.
1: When did you move to Vienna? Right after I finished school. Oh. Like, for me, I guess I never really liked the small village yeah. thing. And that everyone knows everything about everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, I didn't have the best relationship with my parents back then. Okay. Which was probably like this is what I've been thinking about a lot lately, mm-hmm. actually. Like especially the also this guilt, for example, like mm-hmm. this like always having to do something mm-hmm. and trying mm-hmm. to like make the best work and the next best work. And that's yeah. Yeah. something probably that my parents put in my head. Yeah. Um yeah. and I don't blame them. They were super young when they got me when mm-hmm. I was born mm-hmm. and they just didn't know better and then I was a teenager and I was a rebel at some yeah, point yeah. Um, but it was for the best for both of us I mm-hmm. guess um, that I just moved out back yeah. then. How old were you when you moved out? Uh, I was 19. Oh, okay yeah. yeah so summer came like I finished school and then I immediately moved to Vienna. Mm-hmm. Luckily I wasn't I didn't have to go to the army yeah. Um, why, why not? I don't know. Like we were talking uh, earlier, I was in the, this grunge. Yeah, yeah, in this um, band, this grunge band. Grunge band also was a heavy grunge band, so I was running around with long hair and pink fingernails. And yeah, yeah. And back then I didn't know mascara, uh-huh. so I had adding.
0: Ah, uh,
2: yeah, really? And
1: I put it. On your eyes? <laughs> on my eyes.
0: Wow, how did you wash it out?
1: Like a lot, just stayed on there fuck. for a couple of days, I guess. It, but do you never, it never ruined your vision or anything? Did you ever fuck up your eyes? No, luckily not. Because, <laughs> wow, yeah.
0: There's a lot of stupid shit I did when I was yeah. younger. Not, like, you, really you just ru- don't know better when you Yeah, you're and like I'm surprised 16, and I didn't get so,
1: so much more fucked up. Yeah. yeah. And so as a teenager, you have to go to this, like, what is it, military institution? Yeah, mm-hmm. or you go to the, the service
0: or like this... Uh, um, this, uh, helping um, helping right? people.
1: This is what I actually wanted to, to do, but still, you gotta go to this military institution ah, okay. and mm-hmm. they check you, and then you can decide if whether I you wanna see, go to I the see. military or you wanna help people. For example, I wanted to go to Red Cross, for example. Yeah, yeah. Because I had my papers filled out already, so I didn't have, I wouldn't have to wait for that long mm-hmm. to finish it, and then go to Vienna. Uh, and I remember going there. And like fingernails, paintedness, everything like that. I used to be allergic to bees. Mm -hmm, That that mm -hmm. was one thing I had, like, I had this, like, forms with me, papers with me. Um, And you were there for two days, and on the second day, you go to this general, I guess, Mm -hmm. and he's telling you how ready you are to go to the army. Yeah. And with me, it was like, I'm sorry you can't go to the army. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's fine with me, but <laughs> yeah. actually I wanted to go to Red Cross and it's like, not even to them. Okay. Um, and I was like, yeah, what's the reason for it? Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's so many reasons I don't want to <laughs> start. <laughs> and until today, I don't know. Wow. Okay. Never asked because I was always afraid that they made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if they found out they made a mistake, I would Be have trouble. to go to the army. Yeah, or yeah. 25 or something, so I never really asked, but I was pretty happy. Yeah, so when I finished school, I just went yeah. to Vienna, yeah. and that's when I actually found out like there's art and mm-hmm. there's street art, there's mm-hmm. I know you. Back then, in the small village, you yeah. don't really—you're not really exposed.
0: Or you don't realize that it's a—it's a way that you can make a living. Actually, it's like you, not at all. S- you see no. people in the
1: factory, see
0: people working at, at the billow or something. And you're yeah. just like, this is how you make money to live. Yeah, um, yeah. It's also like in the U.S. growing up, you don't really—I mean, at least through the '80s and '90s, you don't see art as like a job. Really, it's like mm-hmm. a, a hobby more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. so before you moved here were you doing any type of
1: art or did, was it like where you discovered it when you moved here? Mm, actually we were talking about music before we started the yeah, podcast yeah, and yeah. I was ta- telling you about this Metallica shirts I used to yeah. buy on the <laughs> at the fairs at the, at the fairs the, yeah. yeah. not because I, I didn't even know that it was a band back then when I was 10, 11 mm-hmm. I just I was drawn to this I don't know skulls and everything mm-hmm. graveyards. <laughs> uh, and back then I, tr- I started to paint skulls, I remember even um, on baking paper, like this huge 70 times 100, I don't know, pieces of paper. And I remember this one time hanging it on my window so Mm -hmm. the passengers could see it. (laughs) And my mom coming is like, are you crazy? You can't hang this in the window. (laughs) Put it down, put it down. Um, And they were also like, yeah, yeah, you can't make... A living out of of, of yeah. painting, so, yeah. and also like I got into skateboarding, so that mm. I was out more, and then yeah. I I met my first girlfriend, mm-hmm. and we hung out a lot, and I didn't really think about drawing, painting, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so when I moved to Vienna, and between that, like my parents put me in this technical school okay. when I was fourteen, which I hated from the first day, mm-hmm. but they were like, "Yeah, it's good, and you can start." immediately start working after you finish school mm-hmm. and become an engineer and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um,
0: but when you're that age, you're like, okay, hey, this is what everybody does, this is what you do. It's like
1: you, Yeah, I didn't, I didn't you really school, question it. I up. just went there and yeah. after one or two years I was like, I really hated mm. it. I wanted to quit it a couple of times. Uh, in the end, I never did. In the end, I was like, okay, maybe I sh- I just finished school then I have a degree at something yeah. and then I go to Vienna and have my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, then I came to Vienna I started to study psychology because mm-hmm. a couple of friends started to study it okay. and I found it interesting like just knowing how the brain works and yeah, why, yeah. why we do things we do and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and besides that I was working in a call center Okay. Yeah. and I took another two years I guess something like that until I really got exposed to art Mm -hmm. by meeting this girl while while being out in this one club Um, because before that I can remember my granddad always used to ask me when I was out in the Mm. village like yeah what's your future plans what do Mm -hmm. you want to do when you get older and coming from this like punk rock background, I was mm-hmm. always like, there's no future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking, I was like, of I course. don't care. Like, I don't, I don't, I have yeah. no idea. Fuck the system. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like i just do whatever I want to do. <coughs> yeah. um, so it was totally fine for me to like, just have a job and study something. And yeah. But did you want to go
0: into making a band because you were already doing some bands? Did you think, like, that is a possible
1: career? Mm, I remember, because my band went which I had when I was in the, at the countryside, mm-hmm. we split up when I moved to Vienna mm-hmm. and immediately I found other guys in Vienna to play yeah. with and then, like I said, I don't know, three, four bands before I... But it was never like a thing, where because you always hear you don't make money being having yeah. a band in, in, in Austria yeah, especially. Yeah so for me it was just fun mm-hmm. meeting once a week and just yeah. being at the, at the oh like, rehearsal like skateboarding room. it's like yeah, you just I, go you just, you just yeah, and then going around. to shows to see other bands and yeah, yeah. Like i was out a lot when i was in my early 20s mm-hmm. and there was mm-hmm. this this one club called flex mm-hmm. yeah it's on the daniel, on daniel the canal, daniel yeah. canal. Mm-hmm. um and i'm i hate people saying that it used to be so much better back then yeah but this club actually was at least I mean back then, people could sit out bring their own beer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I remember us we were this group of friends at some point we were there every night of the week. Mm-hmm. We, we brought our own beer and then we waited until there was free entry at two in the morning, two thirty yeah. and then we went inside the club to dance a little bit more and then mm-hmm. go home, sleep a bit, go to uni or go to the call center, for example. Mm-hmm and it was amazing and then they started to like you're not allowed to bring your own beer and got more corporate I'd say and didn't feel right yeah um but this was a club I was hanging out a lot Mm -hmm. like I said almost every day yeah and I met this girl um and I remember I was again going in super late Mm -hmm. and there were the stairs from the wardrobe and I was upstairs and she was downstairs and I was like I don't know I have to speak to her and I was Mm -hmm. super shy Mm -hmm. um I don't know, I drank a beer and she was still standing there at some point. I was like, okay, fuck it, I just go down. And I actually told her I was, hey, I'm super scared, but <laughs> I somehow She seems super interesting to me, so I want yeah. to talk to her. So uh, and it turned out like she was Austrian but living in Berlin okay. and studying art mm-hmm. and she was just here for the weekend and uh, we spent the whole weekend mm-hmm. uh, together, and like she was drawing in a sketchbook she had with her mm-hmm. all the time, and mm-hmm. we, she was putting in some music, which was Cure and mm-hmm. the Smith and something like stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I still remember I was blown away by all this, like creative, like wow, you can do that, and then yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> and from then on, like I uh, remember I was working. Double shifts one week, mm-hmm. and then the next week I would go to Berlin for a week and then come back working double shifts. Go up to Berlin and mm-hmm. um, to spend a couple of months up there. Mm-hmm. And that's when she introduced me to her friends and showed me her studio. And for me, and she was a bit older. I couldn't believe it, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and I remember the I don't know fifth time being there. She suddenly gave me my first sketchbook ever mm-hmm. and a pen. Mm-hmm. And it sounds super cheesy, but I remember holding the pen and drawing my first lines mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the paper and it was like a flash hitting me. It's like fuck, that's what I wanna do. Like Yeah yeah. I felt this creativity. Yeah. I was at the point was like telling my parents actually I'm gonna move to Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this girl broke up with me uh, two yeah. weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm not even mad like yeah. Yeah, yeah. looking back she I think there was a reason why we met and she mm-hmm. turned my life upside down mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. Um, and we met years later and I was actually thanking her for that it was yeah. like yeah. if we wouldn't have met who knows what I would be doing right now probably yeah. sitting yeah. in the call center still <laughs> I don't know but yeah it was perfect
0: and that's where it basically started that's where it started right, actually, yeah. Yeah, it w- so what, we, what kind of art were you doing there like what did you start with Were you just drawing people or were you already doing abstract
1: work from the beginning? No, it was far from abstract. It was... Basically, I was... In the beginning, I was kind of copying her Mm -hmm. because... It's um, the only... It's the major influence you had, of course. She was my main, yeah, Yeah. influence at at the time. And she was in this, like, gothic scene Mm -hmm. and she was doing pretty dark, weird things. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember she would Draw creatures okay. and stuff like that. Okay. Black and white mostly. Um so that's what I was starting, But mm-hmm. it looked shit in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing um,
0: more skulls and stuff like this, like like, yeah, like what you were doing like on the baking paper.
1: This is from was from my first first sketchbook. Ah, from your tattoo. The whole sleeve is like from my very first all the sketchbooks. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was like this creatures mm-hmm. where you don't even know. Nice. It's not a skull. It's Yeah, skull. it's, it's like a, skull a, it's this creatures.
0: It's, it's very um, Tim Burton. Tim Burton esque. A little bit. Little How bit? Did
1: you
0: yeah. said. It. Yeah. Just basically, basically from the eyes. But there's like um, there's also um, this book. Johnny the homicidal maniac. It's like a, it's a comic book. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Also a little bit like this. it Reminds me. It's a, but I like the style a lot. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was a start, I guess. And then, yeah. like, yeah. I remember Ben Templesmith. Ah, but I
0: think I know who you're talking about. It's uh, Thirty Days a Night. Was it this comic? Yes. I yeah, think yeah, so. yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, that's where the, that I'm thinking of. I can't remember the, I think the artist is like Ben Templesmith, I think that's his name. Yeah, I think or so. It, right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, he did the 30 Days of Night stuff, and that was, like, really... I mean, the covers are just so awesome. Mm. I remember picking up that series when it first came out, and then, like, I was working at a comic book store for four years, oh, yeah, and that's this is way. when that series came out. I was like, damn, this is... Mm. And the story Touchdown, behind it is so awesome. I mean, 30 Days of Night in, in Alaska... And all the fucking vampires come out to feast. It's like, dude, that's a fucking sick ass story. To be honest,
1: I couldn't even remember, but no, yeah, I've, I have it somewhere at home. I gotta, yeah. gotta check it out again. I mean, I think uh, that's
0: actually if you have the first issue, it's probably worth quite a bit of money because I think they didn't um, they didn't make so much of the first issue. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty uh, uh, sh- a limited run that they did, um, but the the writer for that had wrote it specifically for a movie
1: to make mm-hmm. the movie.
0: And he was shopping everywhere for a movie and he couldn't get the movie made. He couldn't get the movie made. And then eventually he went to the route of making the comic book. And eventually they made a
1: movie, but it wasn't super good, but yeah. really interesting. Yeah, it was amazing. So as yeah. far as I can remember. Yeah. So yeah, that was that. And then, yeah, she broke up with me and, and I was then, Vienna, st- still feeling this energy mm-hmm. uh, drawing yeah. gave yeah. me. Mm-hmm. So I was still enrolled in, in the uni, studying psychology, being at this um, call center, but thinking, like, hey, what can I do to, like, make a living out of painting or drawing or whatever, like, mm-hmm. uh, and that's when I was doing some research, and there was there were different unis, but all had this, like, entry mm-hmm. tests, mm-hmm. and the first one of this one school was, it was the Grafische, it was called, mm-hmm. um, so it was less art, more like graphic design, Okay. like they had photography, um, multimedia, mm-hmm. um, print and graphic design. Mm-hmm. I did the entry-level test, because mm-hmm. I thought I might just start to study graphic design so I have yeah. a foundation again. I guess is yeah. the thinking of my parents. Yeah, no, it's the same, <laughs> uh, same, same like for me. Sp- I also did yeah, the same thing. Yeah. So I can still work at agencies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if art doesn't work out yeah Um,
0: but at least you're in that art field you know with graphic design yes you're doing something creative creative. yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so I made this test I got into the second round and the first one is I guess you show your portfolio Mm -hmm. this used to be like back then Uh, and then on the second day you have different tasks, like drawing a hand in mm-hmm. a realistic way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and making a script for some advertisement, movie, ad- uh, like TV ad- advertisement, mm-hmm. and making color tests, like uh, wow. different things, like a couple of hours of this test. Shit. And I failed. I didn't. Yeah. That's uh, hard. And it's like that's lots hard. of people to want to go t- into this class. And yeah. in the end, like, it's, I don't know, it's not as strict as uh, Angewandte, for example, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's... Still limited, like four hundred people want to go in this class, and it's thirty people Mm -hmm. attending in the end. Oh okay. Um, And I was talking to this one professor I met during this this test, Mm -hmm. um, because for me a world broke down. Mm -hmm. For me, it was this like escape of like being this call center, and because I knew so much that I wanna learn this and like work in this field. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, sorry, it didn't work out this year, but. There's always empty spots at the print, printers class. Mm -hmm. So why don't I want to just spend a year there and then reapply next year? Yeah. And that's what I basically did because I felt like it's still creative. It's also like I was fascinated by magazines back then and Mm -hmm. still I am, but beautiful books and um, I wanted to know how it works. Yeah, yeah. So I went there for a year, and while I was there, I was teaching myself programs like Illustrator and mm-hmm. Photoshop, and because I saw the graphic design people use these programs, and I thought yeah. maybe like if I reapply and I already show that I have the skills, mm-hmm. they might just take me. Um, and then the next test comes. And I fail at the first day, showing my portfolio. Oh, shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, last year I, I passed the first yeah, day, yeah. what's going on? So I again went to this professor, um, telling me, like, I really, 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 really want to do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, there must have been a mistake. Yeah. And I felt like there was a weird energy. You go um, to this professor, like, there's mm-hmm. a couple of professor teams, mm-hmm. so two people. But you can't decide, like you go to whoever is free. Yeah. And we didn't really connect shoulder yeah. portfolio this Again, year. Yeah. Um it was a weird energy. Yeah, yeah. I could feel it immediately. And after talking to this one professor, he was like, Yeah, fine, you can go to the next to the second day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turned yeah. out like in the end, because back then it was already tattooed. Like my mm-hmm. my one sleeve was tattooed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I found out that those two professors that uh, were checking out my portfolio Mm -hmm. saw me and kind of thought I'm just like, I don't even know what they they (laughs) they they just thought I'm going to, if they put me in the class, I might be one of those people that bring the whole class down, Uh, whatever this means, something like that, I don't know. and years later, they apologized for that. Actually, because <laughs> they saw uh, that I know they were wrong.
3: Yeah,
1: but did you did you eventually get in at all? I got in. Yeah.
0: Okay. And from but how many, like how many tries to, to you got in? It was the first try. How many tries? I was talking then? to the
1: professor and the, yeah. he was like, "Okay, fine. I really didn't see and feel that you want to do this. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. somehow I got in. <laughs>
3: nice." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um, <coughs> but it's, all, it's a, the the passion, you yeah? know? I mean, if you can see yeah, that you have the talent, that. Yeah, that you had the the drive for it, I mean... Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: I mean, you're really lucky that somebody was open to that. He was such a nice guy, and yeah. And yeah um, I wish I'd see him at some point again. Mm. So how many years were you uh, studying? It was after this one year of print, it was two years of graphic design, and mm-hmm. then you could... Some kind of college, okay um, and then you could choose to have another year of it's kind of this master class mm-hmm. where half of the year you would how was it your work on like c- contests mm-hmm. pitches mm-hmm. Um, some real life pitches like for ex- it was Falter, the newspaper that, oh, yeah that mm-hmm. uh, this pitch for designing one of the Daughter uh, magazines. Okay. And the second half of the year, you would work on your diploma, mm-hmm. just only focus on that. Yeah. And in the tw- first years of graphic design, mm-hmm. we had a really nice uh, class. Mm-hmm. And lots of my now still friends are from that time, ah, okay. from being in the class. And there was this collective called Beton, mm-hmm. uh, which we found that it was four friends, mm-hmm. the four of us. <clears throat> founded it while we were still studying and started to actually work for real clients while still being at uni mm-hmm. and they still have their studio and I at some point I was like hey i they were focusing on typography and mm-hmm. super clean graphic design super yeah. beautiful mm-hmm. um, but you went in another direction but I was like feeling that I have to be self-employed on my own yeah. being an artist and focus on painting and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but we're still best friends. Cool. And the diploma was actually the starting point from of boycott. Because mm-hmm. um, before that, it was the time where you saw all those like street art books and street art popping up in even Vienna, yeah. which is always yeah. like a little bit behind. But um, and that's when I started to do a bit on the streets, mm-hmm. mostly pay stubs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> so I had my AKAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I wasn't using my, my real name, Yeah. but I used to, like, change it every two weeks because mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. like it, and I don't know. Um, but then diploma came, and my plan was to not, I don't know, you could design a book, for example, mm-hmm. make a book, or so many different things. But I was like, okay, I want to focus on me and see it as my first steps of being self-employed as mm-hmm. an artist. Um, so I started with doing research, and there were artists like um, John Bergman. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, yeah. yeah, he does the doodle stuff, right? The doodle yeah, artist, yeah. 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 Um, I love his stuff and still am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was one of the main reasons I'm self-employed today, I guess, because yeah. I read all his interviews I could find, and he seemed like such a nice guy, and seemed that it's not impossible to make a living out of yeah, doodling back then I was doodling a lot. Yeah, and I guess my main my theme was like the artist as a brand, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. touching like things like is an artist tied to a gallery or is it now back then nowadays mm-hmm. with Instagram, social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do artists need galleries or can they just work on their own and sell stuff via mm-hmm. social media? Mm-hmm. This was the theory part, mm-hmm. but the other part was like finding a name, an AKA for from, from mm-hmm. myself, which I'm happy with, which, which I can use for longer than two weeks. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> and then pushing. It was the graphic design class, also like making some kind of logo website, mm-hmm. but also making my first art pieces and organizing my first solo show. Mm mm-hmm. uh, And that's when boycott actually, the name boycott was founded, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, did your teachers know like how to help you in this direction or did you have to research all this on your own and kind of like how difficult was it to, to
1: find this out on your own? Um, I guess I'm like, I was always learning stuff on my own, like using the internet Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. more than I was using school. Like school taught me a lot about programs and Mm -hmm. of course like advertising and this and that and that and that. Yeah. Um but it was very g- general mm-hmm. yeah. and basic and you would have to if you would feel like you're more you into editorial dis- editorial mm-hmm. design for example, you mm-hmm. would have to do research on your own yeah and that's what it did with art for example and and mm-hmm. artists that make a living out of. Also like collaborating with brands, for example, but also having the shows. Which yeah. This is what I was always imp- inspired. Yeah. Seeing cars, for example. Yeah, like yeah. In the, this is. Um, this was one of also another main influence. Mm-hmm. Seeing that it's possible to have like now this museum shows, but also yeah. have collaborations with big brands mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, where he, where you see it's him. It's, it's not him, like it's a company it's a brand telling it, he's, him what to do, he made a brand out of himself. Yeah, yeah. Having these artist editions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what I was missing mm-hmm. in graphic design. Like he mm-hmm. would work for clients. Yeah. But at least back then, and I'm proud of, for example, Beton, mm-hmm. uh, graphic design studio, and there's many more, but where you see they have their they found their kind of language mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. clients pick them because, because of that. they know what they get yeah. because they want to have this clean graphic design yeah, is yeah. focus on typography
0: this is always the the goal i think it's yeah. i talk about this so many times on on other episodes but it reminds me a lot of uh, of tattoo artists also who right. try yeah, to get yeah. to this point where people are coming to you because of your style and mm-hmm. not coming to you just because they want uh, some script or, or like a Mickey Mouse uh, tattooed. Um, I think that's the struggle that any creative goes to. I mean, I think even as far as music, you know, you don't want to yeah. go and just like play covers all night. Like mm-hmm. I want to play my original stuff and mm-hmm. I want people to come to see my original stuff. So yeah, Exactly. It's, it's a struggle, man. Yeah. <laughs> Was there a point where
1: like, ah, yeah, like I did it or are you still like trying to, to achieve that? Mm, yeah. I think achieving this was always in the back of my head mm. on some level. Also, because I started graphic design, that's when I learned about like how important it is to have this like identity as a brand, for example. Yeah. Um, and I saw other people, other artists, like Cause, for example. yeah, But even Obey, stuff, like did the, like Obey was Obey able to for, just... yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Went into clothing and everything. I mean... Right. This is the only, I mean, they don't, I guess in, in, when you went to school, did they teach you like how to make a brand out of yourself or was it more of like, teach, like helping other brands to, to advertise themselves or
2: mm,
1: like, what, was, what did you It learn? was more helping other brands. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you just take that concept and apply it to right. what you're doing? Basically. Yeah. But, and also like just. Uh, seeing other artists and, and mm-hmm. seeing what works for them and not really having a strategy but I think it's like this feeling and it's more like what feels right for me mm-hmm. what do I want to do Yeah. how do you want to represent yourself yeah, what kind of clients you want <clears throat> I was never a big fan of um, artists that started to do a thing, get popular and mm-hmm. do it over and, and, over, and, again on, over, and yeah. over and over and yeah. over again yeah. yeah. I would get super bored with it yeah but I think that people would say I'm doing the same thing for years now because c- I always use the same colors. Mm-hmm. That's a thing I found which is pleasing to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think of it back then but after some time I was looking back it's like oh okay it's just like always the same colors mm-hmm. and somehow it feels right to me. Yeah. And it was a um, step I took but without even thinking mm-hmm. too much about it. It was more like having a static name like Boycott. Yeah. It yeah, yeah. feels right for me and I mean, because it seems pretty, pretty recent, yeah? I think as
0: far as artists goes, like we, there was not really a blueprint for an artist to, to present themselves to other people as like a brand, you know? Mm. I mean, fairly recent. I'd say like, I can think like maybe Andy Warhol.
1: I just wanted to, yeah, to name this. Well, I mean, yeah. but this
0: wasn't so long ago. Mm-hmm. Like any concept of humanity, I guess. Yeah. So this is fairly like a new way, but branding companies uh, are branding your brand is it's the the guideline to to how you do it as an artist I guess but it wasn't like I don't know it wasn't really done this way until recently I think
1: well, I think so too and I don't know I mean usually when you would paint after a certain amount of time you would kind of develop your language and, mm-hmm. and see what or feel what's good you what feels good yeah, naturally um,
0: But you're also looking at, at how other people react to it in a way like if it's a way that um, that it's going to work to where you can keep it going and like maybe as a, as a starting point like okay, being like I got this audience like maybe I'm going to try going this way and see if I can get
1: does that make sense? Mm, it does but I really really try to not I, I mean, it's, yeah. of course it happens and, mm-hmm. and you think mm-hmm. of it, but I try to like not think about it. Yeah. Um, luckily, I think is, I found like a language for me to, t- where I speak with mm-hmm. um, and I enjoy doing it. And then there's like different dialects. Yeah. Th- dialects. Yeah, yeah. yeah, There you go. <laughs> or so accent. Yeah. D- dialects is more. Yeah. That's so I feel like I found my language. Uh, and luckily, I'm not bored at all after mm-hmm. using the same mm. couple of colors. Yeah, it's more like a challenge to me to like express myself in just these colors. Yeah, yeah. But I experiment with different textures, for example, with mm. different materials. Um, for example, now I recently got into working with in 3D, mm-hmm. which I was always. Interested in, mm-hmm. but always too lazy and probably also too too busy to learn. Yeah, yeah. Three D, but recently I was like, I, I was buying this VR mm-hmm. Google oh, okay. headset. Is this Tag Tool? Is that what that is or? Uh, the so headset
0: itself is the the quest okay quest but I know that this this program I was thinking of this VR program ah. this tag tool where you can wear it and you can draw within this uh,
2: virtual mm, realm it's something, or something
1: similar it's yeah. called the one is called tilt brush mm-hmm. okay. which is has this like animated brush so mm-hmm. you can draw in virtual space like all around you this yeah 3 dimensional yeah. brush strokes yeah. and make sculptures but then there's this other one is called gravity sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when you that's where you model your 3D objects. Okay. And it's much cleaner to work with and you can mm-hmm. export it into another 3D program. Okay. Right. I just under the blender, it's yeah, yeah, I've heard source. Of blender, yeah. mm-hmm. And watch the guy making the perfect donuts uh, <laughs> on YouTube yeah. uh, on the weekend. Cause I want to learn this. Cause then yeah. you take your three D model into Blender, and you can animate it. At least it that's how I, cause I'm still like at the very very, very beginning. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, have, I don't know what this program does and this, and what do I need for making VR yeah. AR artworks or AR artworks, and mm. what do you, you know, use for animating it and use mm. textures? I mean mm-hmm. Blender, I guess it is. Yeah. So, and taking my, for example, I just try to. Have a two, two dimensional sketch which mm-hmm. I'm gonna paint on a canvas mm-hmm. but also uh, sculpt in 3D mm-hmm. and imagine what it could look like. Yeah. Maybe also working with different textures and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. fur, like for example, or yeah. glass, but a pink glass yeah. ball, yeah. for example, yeah. shape. Um, That's super so, cool. yeah, instead of like sticking to one thing all the time, I'm like probably visually. I'm evolving a li- little bit slower, I'd say, but mm-hmm. I try to work in different fields mm-hmm. um, and try to always learn because yeah. it keeps me my mind fresh. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think you need. It's also good to to put your art into another realm and see how it develops that way. Like yeah, same exactly. with the three D and. That's what I started to do with like these building these helmets for, I for my them. robots yeah, and things. Yeah, but yeah, it's like how can I make this character into three D and like bring it into the world. But I've I've never gone um, I haven't gone into Blender or these other three D programs. But I see really amazing stuff with it, and I think it's super important now with uh, with the NFTs and stuff.
1: That's the next point, yeah. yeah. And
0: so you just recently uh, released and was it one N- NFT or was, did you release like a series?
1: It was just one. Okay. And um, you combined
0: it with with your music that you're making.
1: Yeah, that was because I don't know by by the beginning of this year, January, February. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh I found this article about this one guy, Beeple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he his was name like the is so strongly connected to NFTs because he made this like auction, I guess, late last year. Yeah. Where he yeah. sold some of his art tracks for. I don't know how much, but... Millions.
0: Like, yeah. like, it's insane. He was like the... <coughs> Once everybody saw that happen, everybody was like... Everybody turned their heads like, NFTs, what the fuck? Like,
1: yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and I knew about Bitcoin, for example, and yeah. even, I guess, maybe a little bit about Ethereum and, like, cryptocurrency mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Was Yeah. Mainly, I was watching this series, probably, on yeah. some channel, and... and I, n- I remember back then when Bitcoin came up, was mm-hmm. ten years ago I'm like yeah like, I was they, like, oh, I don't care, like yeah, I was I like too an too money into like, Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any. Mostly because I was lazy and I was mm, I didn't wanna deal with thinking about money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um
0: yeah. I was the same.
1: Yeah. Um but there were people that made lots of money with it, mm-hmm. like in investing in Bitcoin back then.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But still like I saw people and then suddenly other artists posting their nfts on yeah. instagram yeah. which is my only platform i'm using mm-hmm. and to watch other people's stuff yeah okay what's going on here and why does someone pay so much for for just a digital copy. jpeg yeah yeah sometimes yeah, yeah i couldn't understand it at first and i was mm-hmm. like okay that's that's really weird mm-hmm. But then I again, I love doing research, I started to do research. and there was this guy um, texting me like, hey, we should really meet up because he's into cryptocurrency for a longer period of time. And Mm -hmm. he wanted to introduce me to this world because he likes my stuff and thought Mm -hmm. maybe it would be nice to for me to make an NFT. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, let's meet up. And I was asking him, like, why? Why? What Mm was this? And because I couldn't fathom it. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, people like to collect things mm. like for uh, s- such a long time, and this is just another way to collect, another ability yeah. to collect things. Now it's digital, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, okay, yeah, that makes sense in a way. Yeah. And also, what I think is important to like suddenly give this value to digital art, mm-hmm. which was always like something you looked on your phone, but people couldn't really, uh, didn't have a sense that it's also work you yeah. put into it and mm-hmm. that it has a, a value yeah, yeah. Some, mm-hmm. some level.
0: Especially on the online platform. So like video games, for example, or where you can take these NFTs and plug them in and use them as you like, you know, because yeah. you own, you own the image, but also the artist can own the image and can also, you can also choose to take a percentage every time it's resold. That's
1: also another great it's concept. It's Yeah, it's really yeah. crazy what they yeah. done with it. Um, so.
0: Yeah. And I like how, how did how was your experience with it? When you put out your, your
1: first one, mm. the positive experience, or was it super complicated for you or kind of was in the beginning. Like for me in my workflow, usually I always like I'm, I'm used to work digitally, mm-hmm. I had a vacuum this graphic tablet yeah like this one like this one yeah. and then I bought one with the screen yeah uh, I think with the screen is better cause I, lo- I loved it like it yeah. was this 40 kilogram this huge monitor oh nice but then I uh, I was like bound to the table yeah and then the iPad Pro came up mm-hmm. and, and procreate and procreate yeah I, I think about I my first iPad 2016 okay um, Shop before I was traveling and I love to be able to travel and also make my sketches on the, on on the screen. Yeah. Um, and that's when I, I remember when I first did digital sketches Mm -hmm. or works, artworks, it didn't look the same as my works on paper or on canvas Mm -hmm. and it took some time for me to figure out like how can I combine it so it's the same visual language. Yeah, yeah. Um, or identity, mm-hmm, come mm-hmm. back to this point. Yeah. Uh, and then I fell in love to, this is also a point of my artwork, if you look at my art, to translate the digital brush strokes, for example, into onto a canvas, for example, mm-hmm. um, and being able to, like for the longest time I was working trying to make the perfect shape with the perfect edge the super clean edge mm-hmm. um, and I did so much research and tried out so many things until I found this like masking foil okay. which I love to work with mm-hmm. I can cut out and then paint over it and then peel it off and it's the such a satisfaction yeah, yeah. To peel off and have this like super clean yeah. edges
0: this is like um Kind of, it's almost clear, but it's a little milky type of paper leaf Yeah, a little up. bit
1: grayish. Yeah, and but um, you
0: you can you just cut it with an exacto knife and then the pieces that you want.
1: Yeah, I usually stick it even on paper. Mhm. Um, I mean, I recently discovered I can also use it on on canvas. On canvas, usually I paint on bigger sizes, so yeah. I just try to have a clean brush stroke. Mhm. But I just realized if you send down the. Bottom layer of paint. Mm-hmm. It also sticks on the canvas, mm-hmm. and I can also work with it uh, on this medium. Mm-hmm. But also on paper, I love to just like sketch with a pencil on the yeah. paper, and then stick the foil on top of it, yeah. and then really precisely take a, a knife. Exacto knife. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't push down too much, because then you no, go I through the paper. to tear yeah. like cut the paper. So you have to be really delicate. Yeah, it, and know? I love it. Like. Um, adapting my breath even mm-hmm. to the to cut, yeah, mm-hmm. cutting. Mm-hmm. That's also boycott. Yeah. <laughs> <since> <laughs> um, and it happened that I like was working for a whole day or two days on an on a, on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and on the very, l- really the very last uh, shape I would uh, cut.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Maybe it was the paper. Maybe I didn't pay attention, but when I was peeling it off, Mm -hmm. some parts of the paper went off Uh. and it was, sometimes I kept it, sometimes it would drive me mad. Yeah. Okay. I can imagine. But was it because it was so, um, it was
0: sticking too much in that area or was Mm. it, I mean, the paper isn't so sticky.
1: I mean the, the foil, the foil is, and there's different foils and this one I found isn't too sticky. Okay. But I think it's the paper. Okay. And sometimes like, on one piece mm. of artwork I would use mm. five to ten blades yeah. because they um, you feel it after a couple mm. of shapes you mm. you cut. And and they're not cutting dull. as yeah. exactly anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I learned my lesson that Sometimes I would just like push through, and like ah, it's just one more shape. Yeah, I yeah. would use the same blade. Yeah, yeah. And then it would tear so off. You're so you're going so through blades like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. Unfortunately, but I've then. seen
0: I've seen people use this f- this foil um, who who make comics. Like um, sometimes mm-hmm. when they're doing comic book covers, and I've mm-hmm. seen them like doing the full character, all the inks, and then taking the foil and doing like airbrush and all stuff like really amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what it's called. I was just like, wow. Like, I'm using just masking tape, so I'm just covering everything with, like, masking tape. That's what I did
1: as well on canvases, yeah. for example, because yeah. this wall wouldn't stick, mm-hmm. but I would, like, use, mm, especially if it's a bigger format, mm-hmm. so many layers and, like, or stripes yeah. of masking tape, yeah. and then cutting with the Xacto knife, yeah. and then it didn't cut on the overlapping parts. the too
0: much, yeah, yeah, there was always uh, a pain, yeah. yeah. That's so. what I'm dealing with now, actually, <laughs> like, with all the, the paintings I'm doing now are, like, with a lot of masking tape and like taping parts off, and then I'll use it exactly when I have to cut out these little precise areas. And and yeah. then it's not because I don't want I'm not I don't have like a shitload of blades, <laughs> and they're not super cheap, so yeah, yeah, I'm trying to use it until it's like really if I, I've seen if I can still see
1: the point on the end, it's like okay, it's still it's mm-hmm. still pointy. Yeah, I don't know, I'm really <clears throat> but when it's paper, it's I figured out that I can be very. Loose in some ends, but then I, mm. I want to be very precise when I want it to be precise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pff, <laughs> learning from like destroying paintings by like yeah. not switching the blades too often. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love my lesson now. Mm. <laughs> I use a lot of blades, but. So, have you done um,
0: many murals this year uh, so far? Mm, I did. I've seen two. I've, yeah, I saw the one at, under the bridge. I saw this. Yeah. Sp- how long was this bridge? Like a uh, hundred meters long. Or no, something. no, it was just. It was
1: what was it? Like sixty thirty. Let me think. It was <laughs> I'm the, gonna cut it down. Thirty on one, uh, two sides each. Yep. Thirty meters times okay. three meters high. Okay. All right. So it wasn't too big, but still. Yeah, and yeah. And it was yeah. one of the hardest days back yeah, then. sixty square meters is quite a bit to
0: pain you're doing because it's 30 on one side 30 on the other 30 30
1: it was almost 200 square meters oh I, I, I didn't That's mean to say I... square meters I meant like just like 30 meters long Yeah, it's almost 200 like, yeah. plus yeah. minus uh, and it was a really nice project for Wiener Lokalbahnen mm-hmm. um, and it's the station in the middle of nowhere basically Yeah. and they asked me to pay because they just renovated the whole station the platform on top and there was a lot of graffiti on those walls, right? It was, right. and yeah. like, it's it's on the outside of Vienna, mm-hmm. um, more in the suburbs. Yeah. And they told me at least like people were afraid. It was very dark and shady a bit to mm-hmm. to walk past. Okay. This bridge, uh, so they wanted to have something bright and colorful. Yeah, yeah. And I remember we talked first in February, and we wanted to. They wanted me to paint it in April, but then the weather sucked. Like, spring was horrible, mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. It was rainy. Mm-hmm. And also, there needed to be a prime layer done by a company, and it needed to have a certain amount of degrees outside. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so it got pushed back and back and back and back. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, this other uh, agency <coughs> wrote me if I'm interested to do this uh, mural in the city for mm-hmm. okay. um, some people might know my work I'm usually like there's two sides like I either make canvases or mm-hmm. like original artwork for shows. Mm-hmm. But then again I really like to collaborate with brands mm-hmm. as long as they give me the freedom mm-hmm. I need. Um and I like what they do basically. Yeah yeah. yeah. In this case to be honest I don't really buy close for mm-hmm. myself and not online mm-hmm. so I wasn't really connected to the brand itself but I saw the briefing and it was all about optimism and like after this whole pandemic or like after but after mm. a long time of yeah. being in this pandemic mm-hmm. they just wanted to spread positivity um, and you could think what you want about brands and stuff but mm-hmm. I just liked the idea of people passing by my mural and Probably, um, if I would lift one person's yeah, yeah. mood, yeah, yeah, it would be worth doing it. Yeah, I yeah, of that's course. What I
0: yeah, and there is a big difference when the brand gives you like uh, freedom to kind of create something. Yeah. So it's not like uh, can you paint it, but like in the shape of a, a, a cola bottle or something. Yeah. You know, like uh, a,
1: a soda bottle. Like yeah. the, uh, no, that's like. But I mean, I would never. That's always the first thing when. Clients contact me, it's like the first thing I say is, like I want to have my freedom. Yeah, yeah. Um, they know, they can look up my, my mm-hmm, stuff and mm-hmm. they know what I'm doing and yeah. what, what range I'm in. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to hear, like, can I make this bigger and smaller and blue and purple and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: This is the the curse of a graphic designer, the two. Yeah, like
1: that's actually <laughs> why I stopped being a graphic designer. <laughs> so did I, so did I. The I, same I reason. loved actually working on doing logos and stuff yeah just brainstorming Mm -hmm. ideas Mm -hmm. but then you always would have the client yeah the clients and I had a lot of like working in an advertising agency right after graphic design school for a couple yeah two years Mm -hmm. I yeah yeah, I could feel (laughs) it in my stomach like it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life Um, yeah it was the same for me but I didn't I didn't go to I
0: didn't study it in school, but mm-hmm. I found this, um, this sign company that was right by the UPS where I was working. Mm-hmm. So I was delivering packages. But at that time, I was working in the warehouse. So I was working at the warehouse of the UPS uh, for like three, four hours a day. Mm-hmm. And then I would go next door to the sign company where they were creating like banners for companies or, you know, like politician signs. Mm-hmm. And they were even doing like car wraps. Mm -hmm. and they had like some of the biggest printers everywhere right like in in all of san antonio so everybody was going there Uh and i just i knew photoshop i didn't know illustrator too well and i knew some other stuff and then i was like great i'm gonna do i'm gonna be a graphic designer now (laughs) you know started doing it (laughs) and it did not take long i think i was there for like six months and Mm -hmm. i really started to feel the pressure because the the clients would just walk in you know Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like a big corporation it was like a soccer mom you know and like and she's like trying to make this rap for her, for her minivan or something like yeah. to support the team or something and it was like everything was just can you just move it just a little bit this way or mm-hmm. what if we add more pink here it's like it hurts so bad and I was like if this is if this is graphic design then I don't want to do this
1: yeah and I think it's even harder to work with like private uh, people, yeah, soccer moms or like for weddings. Or Sometimes,
0: but companies can be just as irritating because you have like fifteen different people's opinions like chiming in. That too. is true,
1: but ideally they're used to working with agencies, and I mm. also think it's like also it's not just the clients; it's also the the agencies that they have to tell the clients what they want. What what they or want to like, hey We do this, and th- and this is our job. Like you don't, yeah. you don't tell the plumber how to do his. Yeah, yeah. Her work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was working at this agency where I I saw that they're kind of, mm, with all respect, but bowing down to the client and and Mm -hmm. making whatever the client wants. and Wants to have the 15th Mm -hmm. uh, draft. mm, Draft. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do it. it." And and the graphic designers, which are usually on the very low end, Mm -hmm. they sit Mm -hmm. through the night or like into the evening um doing the 15th draft yeah yeah and, and it's probably not the final draft
0: either yeah like and then
1: <laughs> it, in the end after a week of like drafting the client would go back to the first draft yeah it's of like, course. oh this was actually fine of course of course and back then I was like it was such a waste of time yeah yeah um but again like and lots of graphic design friends of mine mm-hmm. who mm-hmm but now have their studios, mm. I guess, have found their language and also yeah. n- now know how to speak <laughs> with clients better. Back then I was just a graphic designer in a, in a bigger agency, and I think yeah. this is different. But for me, it's like I have to go and mm. quit graphic design, basically, yeah. and become an artist because th- I saw <laughs> artists making artist collaborations at the yeah. artist editions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you could still see their artworks. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there was a logo. Mm -hmm. Um, And
0: what was the the feeling behind that mural that you created for them? So, like, what was the meaning behind it, basically, for you?
1: um, So basically, the brief was just, the briefing was, it should be colorful, because it's the briefing they sent out to, because it was a Europe-wide campaign to Mm -hmm. different cities and Mm -hmm. agencies. So, the agency contacted me because I do (laughs) colorful stuff, and then I was reading through the briefing and was just saying, like, yeah, they want to put the artist's work in the foreground, Mm -hmm. and then, of course, there's the logo because they finance it. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with that. It's Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, they pay my rent in the end, but at the end of the day, I have this huge artwork mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the middle of the city. Um, so, and also I'm sharing the studio with my girlfriend mm-hmm. and most of the time we work on our own stuff. She's at the moment doing more graphic design stuff, freelance stuff. Um, we didn't have time to go on holiday. So we were talking like, hey, if she would assist me mm-hmm. by operating the, the lift, the lift, mm-hmm. it's kind of holiday because we both love to be uh, painting Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she's, lots of the time when you see stuff like my artworks, Mm -hmm. it's her behind me doing the art direction. Like I would go, just really the only person where I would take her opinion and be like, ah, yeah, maybe Mm -hmm. she's right. Even Like, I show something, even the sketch for this wall, the first Mm -hmm. one, Mm -hmm. I showed it to her and she was like, nah
0: isn't it great to have somebody that you can trust so much uh, it's like really I mean it's really I I could also totally agree with you because it's the same with Elizabeth because she she actually studied graphic design where I didn't Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she totally corrects all my stuff and honestly it kind of made me scared for a long time to do letters like when I started painting Mm -hmm. stuff on the canal I was like I don't know if this typography is going to be like good Uh, enough to uh, (laughs) to, (laughs) do but uh but anything I show uh, to her, I have to... She's like the first person to give me the, her reaction. Mm-hmm. And it, it depends on that reaction, which direction I go from there. And yeah, exactly. it's, it, it's really helpful. Um, yeah. So I, I totally understand that. For me, Sometimes yeah.
1: we even fight because mm-hmm. in the first... If she's like... ah. Oh, you That's have to kind of defend it, it a little bit. I'm like <laughs> getting to this defensive <laughs> yeah. position. Like, oh, what well, actually, well, not you don't understand
0: what I'm trying to, you know, well, how this is going to be. You yeah, know, in the end.
1: Usually it takes a little bit, a few <laughs> moments. And then I'm like, wait a bit. Maybe she's right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it, it,
0: no matter what they say, it's like, if it's, uh, no, it matters what they say, but if it's a negative thing that you a response, you get, you cannot, I cannot shake it. Like it's, it, I sleep with it, like it's in my head, and Mm -hmm. I sit there staring at it until I find a way around that, to where I can get a different reaction from it. But yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, Um, unless I'm hundred percent certain, sometimes it happens, and I'm like, okay, I just feel that this is right at the moment for me to do it like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes I'm just uncertain myself, and I'm like, okay, maybe this is it, but I don't know. Mm But if I would show it to anyone, yeah. I would know it, this person doesn't have the connection. Doesn't know exactly, exactly why this is here. This is th- but mm-hmm. she knows me because we spent so so much time together. Yeah. the Last six years. Mm-hmm. So in this case, also she was like, mm, "Go back to the start." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, mm, "Okay," and then mm-hmm. I thought about it, the concept a bit more about um, optimism and what feels good and what lifts the mood and. This is actually something I've been dealing uh, with a lot myself. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you asked me about Corona and how I dealt yeah. with it. Yeah. And for the first, basically until December 21, mm-hmm. not 20. 20, yeah. are yeah, yeah. not, they're not <laughs> um, there yet. 20, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it felt good. Like, mm-hmm. it felt interesting. Mm-hmm. I felt like I'm inspired still even though I'm spending lots of time at home but I find things that inspire me uh, within my four walls but also I don't know from making music I could mm-hmm. translate into making a painting or mm-hmm. vice versa mm-hmm. but then suddenly this first mutation popped up mm-hmm. yeah the Delta the I can't remember yeah. anymore Yeah because uh, yeah, it one, looked yeah. like it's going to be better but Sunday it's like I oh, no, there's a new mutation and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then it was uh, about the v- vaccination mm-hmm. which I was looking forward to getting a lot mm-hmm. so I remember I registered at this site mm-hmm. this website and first day you could register and then they would call you or something like that yeah Um and suddenly early January it seemed like people my age would be vaccinated twenty twenty two yeah. earliest. Okay. And I felt like wait a bit, this is doing something with my brain. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt uh, not good. Yeah, yeah. I was falling into this kind of hole. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, I mean really over it now. <laughs> Can yeah. it stop please? Yeah, yeah. I know um, what you mean. So that's when I was focusing on the little things again, like what does give me joy and pleasure, and, it, mm. and I'm not speaking about holiday, holiday, because holiday doesn't didn't happen. Yeah. But for example, one of the things was this striped uh, dishwashing uh, cloth mm-hmm. we had uh, lying around. Mm-hmm. It was just blue white stripes. <coughs> And was walking past it almost every day, but someday it clicked. I, I stopped and I was like, hey, it's really beautiful the way it is, like lying mm-hmm. on the floor. It was mm-hmm. lying on the floor and the stripes and the, the shape it had
3: mm-hmm.
1: and simple things like that, which I drew joy from. Mm-hmm. So I was focusing more and more on things like that. And when Zalando came with this wall, mm-hmm. I thought about this. Um, I had just recently painted a small work on paper mm-hmm. where I painted one of this cloth.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's fabric, and Salando is selling clothes. Textiles, yeah. Textiles. So mm-hmm. I like, it does make sense. Because uh, when I work with brands, I still try, this is probably still the graphic design in me, to kind of take the client and put something of it into my artwork, mm-hmm. some, some connection. Um, so suddenly it was like, okay, this is it, and mm-hmm. I went through my archive of I took lots of pictures of this uh, striped fabric. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, this could work, and um, made the sketch, mm-hmm. blew it up on this like mock-up on the wall, yeah, um, and told the client like it, it's all about. I also also usually have this concept and mm-hmm. um, was writing them. If if this campaign is about optimism and mm-hmm. joy and whatever, this is what brought me joy mm-hmm. um, within the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. So I'd really love to paint like this huge towel, mm-hmm. towel. Yeah, it's kitchen towel actually.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And they we're like, yeah, great, do it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and for me, it was yeah. the biggest wall so far. Yeah. Like the, before that, the biggest wall was about twelve, fifteen meters. Mm-hmm. Um, so another point why I, I would, why I thought it's it's awesome to do it is to have this experience of having of a really big wall to paint, yeah. mm-hmm. and having this like this lift. Yeah. Um, it's also a very difficult spot. It's uh, in between two houses. Okay. It's a small park, and uh, there's these trees, mm-hmm. and then there's also the cables from the tramway. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So what I heard is the lift company actually didn't want to give the lift to us mm-hmm. in the beginning because there was a, they said it's such a sketchy spot because yeah. you have to take care of so many things mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. not touch the, the trees or, or the, the wires, cables or yeah. this and that mm-hmm. is like millimeter work. And especially for one like me who never used a lift yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then they gave it to us and I know the first day we started Sarah was the crane operator, and yeah. it's also the first time for her doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did a really, really nice... I mean, she's great at precise work yeah, as yeah. well. <laughs> Perfect. Um, <laughs> and you don't have this one joystick, you have five different joysticks. Yeah. And it's like a little bit uh, up on this cho- this one, a little bit down on this one, and this one, so that you get to the wall. Yeah. Um, and it was the day where I realized... I'm afraid of heights. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It was, was, I started on the bottom, but then we went up, and there's this line Mm -hmm. at at around 15, 12, 15 meters. Yeah. uh, Where where I could feel my knees starting to shake. It's like, hey, this is weird. Yeah. And my brain is all about, like, just let's go down, let's go down again. I can't go up, I can't go up. Yeah. Um and my first thought was like, hey, I, I really can't do the wall. What mm-hmm. do I do now? Like mm-hmm. I was so much looking forward to painting it yeah. and having this experience. But I guess it stops now. Yeah. <laughs> uh but what do I tell, tell the client? Like yeah, yeah. Um, and I pushed through the first day and um I remember there's this like you have these three speeds. The turtle speed, mm-hmm. the rapid speed, and I guess the fast speed. Mm-hmm. And I told Sauru to only use the turtle speed where the lift would go super slow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just happy to be down after the first day, yeah. like down on the, on the, on the ground again. Mm-hmm. Um, Second day was okay because we painted just the bottom part. Mm-hmm. And the third day we went all the way up. And I remember. I had this panic attack on 20 meters or something mm-hmm. where I started to sweat and I I just thought I'm gonna pass out now. Yeah. The, and Sarah was the one being like, a, she made this like breath mm-hmm. exercises yeah. with me. Um, yeah, it happens, I guess. Well, um, um, but nevertheless, I'm super happy that I've done the project. Do it, yeah, of course. Because nice. somehow, with all this exercises and stuff I managed to paint and finish mm-hmm. the mural mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was going down and looking from it from the street yeah and I had this rush of like excitement and kind of like this drugs mm-hmm. created from your own body because yeah. I was so relieved yeah, yeah yeah. And I wouldn't have had it without like having this panic attacks and all this like fear mm-hmm. up on the on the lift so I'm really thankful that I uh, you were to push through it, and I was able to push through, yeah, and having yeah. this experience afterwards, where I was just floating the whole afternoon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> through the city. Um, Is so
0: this something that you were looking forward to do again, like a, another tall wall? Or are you are you ha- more happy with like, uh, like normal size, like with the um, ladder
1: and stuff? In general, I don't paint as much walls. Yeah, it's just when there's like commissioned walls, because mm-hmm. there's so many other things. Yeah, like music and even a little bit of tattooing here and uh, now three D work mm-hmm. and yeah that I'm super happy if if there's uh, a commission job mm-hmm. like this wall or the other wall uh, turns up because I love to be out yeah yeah and have this like huge space yeah yeah depending uh, but I remember when we were done I was like never again <laughs> i <I've> never <laughs> but then a couple of days later. I'm riding my bike through the streets and there's this lift yeah. from workers cleaning windows. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I really miss it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's the same see. with it's the
0: same with tattoos though, right? Like every time I like every time I finish a tattoo, I'm just like, I'm not gonna get another oh, tattoo. Not, yeah. mm-hmm. Why the fuck am I doing this? This shit mm-hmm. fucking hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a week later I'm just like, you know. <laughs> yeah. maybe i don't know you I forget it in, yeah. in
1: getting tattoos but i yeah. totally feel you maybe yeah. in autumn yeah i want to continue but yeah yeah exactly yeah i mean
0: I, I only get them when i visit my friends and stuff in, in texas usually because uh, most i have a lot of tattoo artist friends there so mm. when i go it's a good way to catch up also but yeah uh actually i'm not i don't sit around thinking like oh, i need another tattoo it's more like I go see my tattoo friend. I'm like, well, actually, now that I'm, now that you're here, it's like, That's let's just amazing. do something. Yeah. It works out better for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But any, every time it's like, fuck, why am I doing this? This fucking hurts. But I can see this the same with like when you're on the lift, you know, it's like mm. you forget that you don't forget it. Like the, the the pain or not the pain, but the, the fear, you don't forget the fear, but suddenly
1: it doesn't seem as fearful as it was. Yeah, and it, it doesn't it connect from... like it's. Yeah, you lose the connection. I'd say I know I'm. I was afraid. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, the feeling is gone. The like feeling is gone. So it's, it's hard to... actually good. It's how people or like humans
0: survive. Yeah, or continue to create. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: That's yeah. what I heard recently in the podcast. That's um, interesting. So yeah, let's see what comes. What, If there's any murals coming up next year, Mm -hmm. I mean there's one actually in Washington. Oh really? (coughs) Yeah, this is like spring next year. Cool. Which I'm really looking for because I've never been, and then I want to visit friends in New York. Yeah, yeah. So and this will be probably the first time I'm traveling again and and leaving Austria. Nice. And and then yeah, usually it's always.
0: You go visit uh, Peter in New York. Yeah. Yeah. How's he doing?
1: He's doing great, the thing, like, I'm, we're calling each other every, I'd say, two weeks. Oh, okay. I just, because uh, his girlfriend, Eva, mm-hmm. uh, just came to Vienna for a month. Okay. And actually, they planned to come together, but he's still waiting on his artist visa. Oh, all right, all right. So, and she want to come to see family, mm-hmm,
3: and
1: mm-hmm. thought that he's going to come a week later, because it seemed like it's just a couple of days uh, yeah. longer. Yeah, yeah.
0: We're, we're talking about Peterphobia now. Peterphobia, but, uh, yeah. But you, did you go to school with him? Is he he's one of your no, friends from that no time? No, no, no.
1: He's uh, originally from Germany. Okay. He's also eight years younger okay. than me. But I saw his work at some show he had, mm-hmm. and I loved it, and then... Vienna is still small, so I was going on another show and suddenly this guy was standing in front of me and we started talking. It's like, oh are you are yeah, and then are you were boycott, yeah. And then so we connected and cool. I feel like we're on the same wavelength. And from then on, I guess accidentally we were booked in the same artist residency mm-hmm. in Serbia. And at the same time for a commission job for Absolute back then, vodka. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um So we we had to spend time together, (laughs) I guess, and that's when we got to know each other better. And from then on, we did quite a few murals actually. Mm -hmm. And when he was still living in Vienna, we would hear each other every day. And he was the first person, even before Sarah, probably to see a new sketch, for example, a new work. Mm -hmm. And he he would, he was the second uh, person in my life that I would take feedback from, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, and same goes for him I guess, yeah. and I was quite sad when he said he wanted to move to New York, yeah. but yeah. I could understand it and mm-hmm. uh, his girlfriend Eva was already living there, mm-hmm. studying there, mm-hmm. um, and in 2019 I visited him for the first time,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and couldn't wait to spend time with him again. <laughs> We are kind of an old couple, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I, f-
0: I find his work uh, like super awesome, also and um, very interesting. I only met him like maybe twice mm-hmm. um, here in Vienna before he he moved out, but I think it's it'd be cool to talk to him about how's it going over there
1: and everything. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, maybe but, um, when he comes. He yeah, should. yeah. I remember like last week when um, Eva, his girlfriend, came. She posted some story on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I saw her on the plane mm-hmm. saying like something like "Vienna, I'm coming I yeah. and I got so excited because I <laughs> thought Peter is also in the plane <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and Sarah was like, you're like a little dog yeah, yeah. waiting in front of the door <laughs> for the <owner> to come <laughs> home because I was like, I threw every, every plan I had yeah, for this yeah. day because yeah. I was hoping Peter would call at some point being in Vienna Yeah, because um, I think he's going to surprise me even when he comes at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. telling me. <laughs> but then he didn't because he's still waiting. I was calling him. Like, yeah. I couldn't wait any longer in the afternoon. Mm. I was like, hey, I have to call him. Yeah. See what's up. Uh, so let's see if he still makes it because he mm. has to co- go back in two weeks, I guess, or three weeks. Okay. And maybe they just come back on during Christmas season. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I just cool. have to... <laughs> wait a couple of yeah. months <laughs> okay cool
0: so um, let's go back to the NFTs like we were ta- speaking of before and uh, and you were talking about the process of of going you're doing yeah, these 3D e f- figures and then also with the music right like yeah because
1: that's the point where what I actually wanted to say before we drifted off yeah <laughs> <laughs> that for me like I'm used to working digitally that's, that was the point mm-hmm. I, my workflow usually is to make a digital sketch of of a canvas yeah so the whole creative process is digitally so you just um,
0: do like a quick sketch of like how it should yeah work. not like even like that
1: quick sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, like full um, color and everything full it's like super precise can, yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, where I switch colors see what, what colors mm-hmm. work best with, it, with mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. um until I put it on canvas, and the, this part is just pretty meditative. Yeah, yeah. To me, you're bringing Where it outside and yeah, you know, putting sketch, it in Yeah, it's the sketch, putting form. on canvas, and then it's just painting. And I know, okay, this is this red is gonna be up there and yeah, so it's there. And
0: so the the whole thought process behind the painting is is the the hard part is done, and that, and that yeah. Side. And I
1: really love this, like to yeah. When I finish the sketch, I have this feeling of. Achieved something already? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to sit down in front of a canvas or paper, or whatever it is, yeah. and then just doing it mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not thinking, like listening to music or podcasts. Yeah, yeah. It's medit- meditation mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. and it feels mm-hmm. good. And then I finish the painting, and it does something to me. It's like um, this is what I'm. This is why I'm doing it. Actually, yeah, yeah. This like I had this one. And then we go to NFTs. (laughs) Um, I thought about when I was back in school, when I was still studying graphic design, Mm -hmm. I had this friend which was a bit older. He was actually the stepdad of a friend. Mm -hmm. But he was a graphic designer for almost 20 years back then. And then he stopped. Uh, And I was working on this magazine project. Mm -hmm. And the deadline was the next day and... I was like, fuck, I can't finish. like it's too late. And then,
3: yeah.
1: Uh, so he was writing me by accident, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I told him, and he's like, hey, I'm coming over and I'm helping you. And I was like, hey, that's really nice. And in the end, we pushed through the whole night,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but also making breaks and talking about stuff. And there was this one question which is still stuck in my brain. And this, this is almost 20 years ago, or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. He was asking me, like, would you do graphic design, painting, whatever. Mm-hmm. Still, if you would make no money with it, mm-hmm. just out of passion. Yeah. And I, n- I know back then I was 25 or something like mm-hmm. that. I was like, I mean, of course I want to make a living out of it. That's why I'm studying it, and mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to being a call center agent and this mm-hmm. and that. Mm-hmm. Of course, I want to make money with it, and I don't know. Um, and only like years and years later, mm-hmm. I realized what he really meant with it, and because uh, I felt, yeah, um, no matter what I think about this whole art circus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the painting why I'm doing it, and it's this yeah. the feeling it gives me and the passion I have for it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I'm why I'm primarily doing it, and then comes all this like yeah, galleries and yeah clients and exactly you have to make something with it a little bit the painting is the first
0: step it's like for you and then you have to share it with the world somehow and get something back from that yeah Yeah.
1: and I mean luckily there's people out there that like what I'm doing yeah yeah (coughs) and buy paintings Mm -hmm. even in pandemics and stuff yeah yeah but I think for me that's not important in the process of doing the or why I'm doing it, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes you tend to forget it. I was at points in my careers being self-employed, where yeah. I suddenly found myself in this situation: was like, is this gonna work? Like, mm-hmm. people? And then I had to step back and make a break for yeah. a couple of weeks and not think about art or doing or painting and mm-hmm. just grounding myself, and then starting to like. Doing it because I really feel like I want to do it. Yeah, and yeah. still I have like it's the same like with social media mm-hmm. where you, you always hear like you have to post I don't know this much a day yeah, or yeah. a week yeah, yeah. or you know, yeah, yeah. or this and that. And if you follow me, you sometimes there's like a week or two weeks where I'm not posting anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I'm not doing anything, mm. but I just don't feel like... I know, but exactly I don't what have you do want pressure yeah. of, like...
0: Exactly. You don't want You're in the middle of, of a creative process. You don't want to be like, oh, wait, I have to take a photo so people know I'm making this fucking creative yeah. shit. I, d- I, I think about this every day. Because mm. it's not like you're not doing something. But yeah, no. It's like if, but if it's on social media, it's like... It's almost like you're not doing anything because yeah, that, it's it, it's all about the perception that everybody else has. But you're making so much. I mean, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It is a pressure. It is. Um, but there's, but it's also because there's so many people who do it really well, and it's like, fuck, like, how do you have time to 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 create that and to mm. sh- share it in a way that's uh, interesting for other people? Yeah, that's a. I don't know. Actually, like I don't know. I think this is a. It needs to be like a. a taught in school pretty soon i think like Maybe. how to it, it wasn't back then when i was studying <laughs> yeah. there's not like a, a class for, for artists like how to promote themselves yeah. uh, in this type of way it goes back to what we we're saying about uh, ad agencies and and promoting for companies mm. but going back to the nfts like yeah. um how did the process come to where like you wanted to combine that with music is what i
2: really yeah that
1: was my thing like Like I was saying, I was used to work digitally, making my sketches or even like client work, Mm -hmm. where I know it's going to be printed or or whatever. I didn't, digitally, but I didn't want to make an NFT where it's just a JPEG of a work, uh, like some, what it could also be a canvas, for example, a sketch for canvas. I wanted to use this platform or medium Mm -hmm. to learn something new Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and for one, animation was always like I did one project ages ago Mm -hmm. for a snowboard company, which was a small animation and there were people helping me to Mm -hmm. making it fluent and stuff. And I found it super interesting, but then I never did it again because it was also super time consuming. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I have, I would have to do it consistently to get better. Uh, But uh, fast forward to now, I was like, okay, maybe I, I use NFTs to work on animations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also trying to combine my love for music and yeah, do music for the for the animation.
0: It's the perfect platform for that because it is. And Sunday I was like, like yeah, I'm just yeah.
1: gonna keep use it as my playground mm-hmm, and yeah. see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't exactly. know.
0: Um, I. I don't want to stop you there, but I wanted to say that, uh, I also started like when it started to come out, it was like, we were talking about when we saw like, uh, people come out with this, yeah, this stuff. And, um, it seemed like you had to jump on is cause everybody was doing it. And it was like, uh, you felt like, you know, that fear of missing out kind of like, fuck, it's the same with like exactly. with cryptocurrency in the mm-hmm. beginning. It's like, fuck, do I want to put my money into this? Um, so I also looked into it. I did research on it. I, I just read what other people's experiences were and mm-hmm. I started to apply for different platforms too, but never got to the point to where like I actually posted something up. But what stopped me was also trying to navigate the, the cryptocurrency stuff and like to have the the civic wallet or whatever, the, this that kind was of e-wallet. It me is well. like you have to do so much for that. And and then this whole thing came out about the, the pollution and stuff like this and that, mm-hmm. that was the point that was enough for me to, you know, it wasn't so big of a deal because everybody was doing and it. it was just kind of like, okay, so now that it's like an environmental impact to it, uh, maybe this is, maybe I just waited, you know, yeah, so. but, yeah. but it seemed pretty complicated at first for me to get into it. But would, yeah, To be
1: honest, it was complicated yeah. for me as well. Cause one thing was learning, like basically it's a, an MP4 file, mm-hmm. the NFT, so it's, one thing is making the music for it and yeah. also learning about animation mm-hmm. and the program I, I want to use doing mm-hmm. this research, research about all these different animation programs to mm-hmm. then fall back to Photoshop and do it in Photoshop, yeah. um, which is the program I, I use the most mm-hmm. besides Procreate on, on iPad. Yeah, And this was something that felt good doing the research for it and then learning about it and trying mm-hmm. it, doing a few test test runs mm-hmm. in the beginning before doing the actual one. And this file was done in, I don't know, April, I guess. Yeah. But then there was this whole part of like yeah, cryptocurrency mm-hmm. and getting a wallet and which wallet to get and do I also have to get a physical one or it does it like so many things and mm-hmm. then this uh, the platforms where you, where the transa- uh, transaction, mm-hmm. Takes place like where you exchange euros into Ethereum for, ex- uh, for Yeah, example. yeah. and then you get a transaction
0: a transaction fee for, for changing the money to to crypto, like so you get you had to pay extra fees like every transition that I was costs looking you at. Are, yeah. yeah, you have Actually, to pay a little bit. This
1: didn't cost money to me because this, there was this option of you had several options and there was one which was free but you had mm-hmm. to wait for a couple of days for oh, the okay. transaction to mm-hmm. take place. But before that, the Mm -hmm. registration process Mm -hmm. were, I don't know. And I I tried it at different platforms and this one it took, they needed your passport and it took a couple of days to validate it, I guess.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And in between I did something else and then I forgot about it. And then two weeks passed and I was like, oh, fuck. There was this like registration. Is yeah. it done now? Mm-hmm. Then I forgot the password. I, mm. <laughs> I registered with. I was like, what did Then I took another platform. and yeah. This took. So yeah. 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 It aged me. Yeah, I know Like ten mean. years over after that. Yeah. But. And then there was this, there was this pollution thing, mm-hmm. so yeah. which yeah. came up, and uh, I read quite a lot about this. And there were this proof of stake, proof of work. Mm-hmm. Methods, I guess, ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the time I knew about Foundation, Mm -hmm. the platform I put my NFT on Mm -hmm. now, and this was an invite only uh, platform Mm -hmm. uh, where I already was talking to uh, people like, hey, do you know someone with an invite? And because I really wanna, I'm thinking about using this Mm -hmm. platform. Then another friend came and saying, Yeah, but this is bad for the environment and and mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. just or he just loaded something up in on another platform which was proof of work okay. based. And then I did some more research and I found so many different opinions. Basically in the end I thought it's not as if I would mint this one NFT and it's this yeah. uh, equal amount of energy as yeah. a whole city for a month, something that yeah. people wrote. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think, it was also, it's meant to get better and better and better and Mm -hmm, more mm -hmm. environmental friendly. It's
0: like anything that's new. Like, it it takes, yeah. And And besides that,
1: Ethereum is, as far as I know, and I'm Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm -hmm. by far not an expert, because it's the least uh, interesting part to me, like this whole cryptocurrency thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it's a pretty... stable mm-hmm. currency mm-hmm. compared to other ones that are super new and you never know what's happened. You read yeah. stories about new cryptocurrencies yeah, and yeah. how people invest and suddenly it's worth it's nothing gone. and yeah. everything is gone. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was terrified uh transferring money for the first time mm-hmm. into cryptocurrency and I was reading double checking, triple checking mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And finally I did it. And then I got this invite from a friend who recently sold an NFT Mm -hmm. on Foundation. That's Mm -hmm. how I got the invites and I clicked on the link. And again, it didn't really work to connect this wallet I Mm -hmm. then had, Mm -hmm. Uh, so I had to write Foundation and they, in the end, just turned on my account Mm -hmm. because they said there was some I don't know some some error in some the back in I don't know shit. yeah 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 um, and then I uploaded my NFT which consisted of this like I I, f- I thought about the concept for a long time like I didn't just want to make any animation with yeah. any sound but uh, in spring I was really into and still am into tape loops and mm-hmm. creating my own uh, tape loops from audio tapes sc- uh, unscrewing them mm-hmm. and building your loop, which is, I don't know, five seconds, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this case. And then working with this and looping it and looping it and see how, what textures the old cassette player I got on the Austrian Critics would have yeah. <laughs> it was super interesting and then timing it with the animation and I learned so much from this whole process. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, maybe because I'm old school in a way, I wanted to have the, if someone buys my NFT, Mm -hmm. my idea was to have a physical collector's item.
3: Yeah, yeah. So
1: I ordered this uh, audio tapes completely white, unbranded from the UK, Mm -hmm. because it's not that easy to get audio tapes anymore. Yeah, I can I imagine they're not, they're not producing them so much. Yeah, and this again took like weeks because it was stuck on the custom. Yeah. Uh, then okay. went back to the UK. Uh, I had to ride with those guys a couple of times. Then mm-hmm. it came back after weeks and weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like a month, a three <laughs> months long process. Yeah. In the end, I loaded it up and I was like, okay, cool. Like yeah. before yeah. that, it says you have to double check because it's once it's there, it's, you can't edit it mm. anymore mm. so I, uh, I read through the text I wrote and checked it and checked it and checked it and it was up and then I was like okay fine it's done mm-hmm. and the idea was like I didn't think that I had no idea if people on my Instagram mm-hmm. are into cryptocurrency and yeah. if they are, are wanted to buy the NFT yeah. but my plan was I leave it up as long uh, until someone buys it and mm-hmm. then take this money to mint because this minting also costs, yeah, yeah, uh, have this as, as some kind of pillar and use it for creating new NFTs, yeah, yeah. And luckily, it was sold within a couple of days, nice. three days or something. I couldn't believe it at first. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was super happy and it was super motivating because I already have ideas. Like I said, I'm just getting into 3D Mm -hmm. art. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe do a couple more frame-by-frame animations. I just got a new tape player, Mm -hmm. cassette player, where I can do more experiments with it and then go into Mm -hmm. 3D art and... What did you do with these, these tapes that you got from the UK? Like the did you record
0: the your song on those and sent them? Yeah, like I opened it.
1: Yeah, and I did you make new tape loops from those? Or what did you I do made a th- loop from like it was some normal audio tape mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. fifteen minutes on it. But with but blank blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this it's this company that sells like all different colors, but of blank tapes. Yeah, yeah. Um, unbranded because when I, I t- when I do my own tape loops, mm-hmm. I use I just went out to my granddad and got some tapes, <laughs> yeah. and my neighbor, yeah. who's also a bit older, got me tapes. Yeah. And it's like f- folk music. Yeah, and yeah. I just record over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's also branded. It says like I don't know. Yeah. Best folk music of Austria. <laughs> Nineteen eighty-eight or something like that. Yeah, I yeah. Um. So this is unbranded because I wanted to have it look nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I built a a tape loop out of it Mm -hmm. and I bought this really nice, it's kind of the VHS tapes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pillow-like packaging for the tape. Okay. Um, Created a cover which I put into it Mm -hmm. and this is the physical Collector's item that comes with the with buying the NFT. Oh, okay. So but what was on the
0: tape? It was the original
1: loop um,
0: from the NFT. Uh, the original song that's on the yeah, because the the, the it's
1: not a song. It's just a, also a loop. It's like, an ambient, like an ambient sound, kind of. Or yeah, but it's just one instrument basically mm-hmm. on the loop. Mm-hmm. And. I have this tape recorder where I can pitch down the yeah. whole loop mm-hmm. to get more texture of mm-hmm. it, but the normal ones can't do that. So if you buy it and have a normal cassette player, mm-hmm. you hear this like, high pitched melody, yeah. the main melody of the, of the loop, mm-hmm. of the whole NFT. Uh, but I pitched it down and then I added some bass and a little bit of percussion mm-hmm. later on. Yeah. With the, which, which program did you use? I use Ableton. Okay, yeah, Yeah. Ableton. It's like the one that came with the midi keyboard I bought last year. Mm -hmm. And I really like it. It's this Berlin-based company. Mm -hmm. And somehow it reminds me of Photoshop. So, I I don't know. I bought this online course. I did Mm -hmm. in the beginning to Mm -hmm. get... To know the program yeah. better, what I can do, all the effects and the recording techniques and stuff. But mm-hmm. it was really simple for me Okay. because it felt like it's the layers of the tracks are the layers of Photoshop and yeah. <coughs> I'm really happy with the yeah, that's how that worked with out. the program. Yeah. Nice. Um,
0: but yep. Yeah. So you you were recording the beats. That's what we were talking about for Ableton. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah you recording you bring in the drum beats. Um, so you just play the loop over and over again, and then just start to record. Uh, yeah, the NFT
1: itself. I mean, I could play it for as long as I want yeah, until yeah. the battery, mm-hmm. runs, until out, the battery runs out. But yeah. I decided to record it, the loop four times, mm-hmm. so it's thirty about thirty seconds. Okay then i had to calculate the beats per minute and translate it into frames per second so i can synchronize it with the animation for example i wanted to i put a beat under the the loop yeah and i wanted to ch- the animation to change for example the background of the animation turns pink whenever mm-hmm. the kick drum sounds uh, okay yeah yeah so I, ha- I built this grid and translated it's like okay on this beat, it's this frame and on this frame I have to change the background, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I felt like a scientist. I don't know why <laughs> you stupid, sound like a scientist. <laughs> a mathematician. <laughs> um, but it was really interesting, yeah. interesting to, to
0: work with. Visually and, and musically at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and also awesome. the
1: sounds are usually, that's the thing, um, in my art when I paint, lots of the stuff in my artworks are shapes I like I find on the street I Mm -hmm. take pictures from and then go through it before I start to sketch and then take it and Mm. and with music I found out I really love to make field recordings of um, for example they're building the U2 like the new subway uh, close to our studio and also home and now they built this new intersection mm-hmm. and for pedestrians, it, it's making this clicky sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for I heard it, I was like, I have to record it mm-hmm. and use it as a some kind Click. of hi-hat, maybe yeah. uh, uh-huh. uh, The beat that goes in the, in the back to mm-hmm. some song. But there were always cars passing by, so I was like, OK, I have to go there in the middle of the night when yeah. there's no cars anymore. Yeah so this one night i went out and took my field recorder with me mm-hmm. to then on the way home stopped by this this intersection only to find out that they must turn uh, i think vienna <laughs> turns it off at some point because oh, it it's annoying to for neighbors i think uh, yeah, it's like guess cluck so. cluck, 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 yeah, the whole night makes sense. Uh, so i went to different intersections and Every, every intersection, like the sound was turned off. Ah, shit. So I went there the next morning, which was, was a Sunday, because I thought Sunday there's not too many fewer cars. people, yeah, yeah. but there was. So I just tried to get a little bit of it yeah. and filter the, the other, like the Background wind and the cars out, out. Yeah. to use it. I'm just working a new song, but this is like part of the song. Uh, cool. When you say your field
0: sure. recorder, is it like an old school tape recorder? Or are you using just like a digital recorder? No, this
1: is the digital one. Uh-huh. With a yeah. SD disc. Oh, cool. cool. Stereo, which is, you have your headphones on and then yeah. I walk. And it, on the top, there's this, like, it looks like a small hamster. Yeah. <laughs> which uh, blocks the wind, basically. It's, like, really furry. It's like super furry, furry yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> and I have it in my pocket. Yeah. And then... And sometimes it's just uh, the phone, because yeah. you don't always have the field recorder with you. Mm-hmm. And phones have super good quality as well nowadays. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah.
0: You can also buy it, oh I, on the old phones. I used to have like an added on like blue microphone. I remember this, like, yeah. and this was for like field recordings for when I used to do podcasts in Texas with my yeah. friends. If I had an event, <coughs> then mm-hmm. I would go with this thing and plug it in.
1: Yeah. And so they find like yeah. and even like this is what I learned in making music. Like when you go on YouTube and you type in like how to make electronic music you mm-hmm. Most of the times you come to this producers that tell you how to make the crispest sound and yeah. everything has to sound perfect yeah, and yeah. has to have this loudness and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and you don't know any better when you start. Yeah. Same with painting. Now with painting after 10, 15, 20 years, I know which brush to use mm-hmm. and which mm-hmm. colors I use. But the sound it was like, okay, this guy must be right. But then you hear a different guy says something different. It's like, okay, which is right, which is wrong. <laughs> And then I just um, found out about this one guy who also works with lots of field recordings, mm-hmm. and you always have this hiss, maybe mm-hmm. from wind or mm-hmm. uh, maybe from tape if you record on tape. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck it. I mean, it's part of this whole. Yeah. It doesn't have to be as crisp." And I, yeah, it's like, wait a second, that's actually true. <laughs> and now it's, yeah. My goal is not to, like, play on in clubs for yeah. in front of, I don't know, 20,000 people, mm-hmm. whatever. I just want to do it for myself and mm-hmm. make this, like, ambient, electronic mm-hmm. uh, things using sounds from my environment. Yeah. Like, lots of my percussion mm-hmm. sounds is all from my old flat, for example. Oh, nice. Um, and lately... Like, I've been dealing that, uh, with body problems. Okay, yeah. Um, I have this weird thing which occurred first three, four weeks ago mm-hmm. where I went to bed mm-hmm. and I usually get, go to bed super late, like three, four in the morning. Okay. And Almost every w- night? Hmm? Almost every night? All Almost right. every night. Yeah. Um, it's my routine, mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I would wake up an hour after I fell asleep mm-hmm. with this like super strong pain in my left hip. Okay. Um, and I, the first night I was like, what's going on? Like I couldn't really step on the on the foot. Oh, okay. Like I tried to I knew I couldn't lie down because it didn't really get better. So I, I went to the, to the kitchen, mm-hmm. walked around. I couldn't really walk in the beginning. But then after 20 minutes, I realized it's getting better by just Yeah, moving. Yeah, yeah. Um, And after an hour, it's completely gone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As if it was never there. Yeah. So I go back to bed. Mm -hmm. Um, And this happened a couple of nights in a row. So the whole day is fucked, actually, because I couldn't really sleep well. Mm. And I'm Mm -hmm. running around like a zombie. Yeah. Only to go to bed, being super tired, but being afraid to not being able to sleep again. And after a couple of nights, I went to the doctor. Um... And she told me it might be because of some magnesium, lack of magnesium in my body, mm-hmm. which I started to take. I should, I was supposed to take it for two weeks, but after, we, mm, almost at the end actually, where I was like, okay, and it did work in the beginning. Yeah. I, I stepped through, so like, okay, mm-hmm. that was it probably. Yeah. Um, but it started to happen again, even though I was still on taking this, on this every place. day. Okay. Was there um, something in your diet that you were missing that she told you you should be eating? That's yeah. what I'm trying to find out. Like uh, okay. I'm just I just was a doctor today to take uh, okay. um, my blood. But were you missing the magnesium from something that you weren't eating? Like was
0: she was she like oh you need to eat more prunes or apples or whatever? And usually <laughs> I try to
1: eat like lots, at least vegetables mm-hmm. like I like in a healthy to, way. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to get all the different vitamins you need. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and the doctor early on said it might be stress related Mm -hmm. and like some psychosomatic thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the other night, like I went to bed, I woke up again and it was already I could feel it, which was new already before going to bed that there was some kind of tension in my hip. Yeah. But I just went to bed, I woke up again and it was half past four in the morning being in a lot of pain actually I was like okay what can I do to just get my head off of this pain and distract myself so I went to my synthesizer and I just started to play Mm -hmm. um, and practice something I did earlier that day Mm -hmm. um, which was fun and suddenly the pain I could when I thought about it, I was like, fuck, the pin is gone. <laughs> it was gone within a couple of minutes. Wow. Um, and this night I went to the toilet and suddenly I could hear this like coming. It was this tone. I didn't know. I still don't know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not there every day or every time. Yeah. So I was getting my field recorder at five in the morning <laughs> <laughs> to record this. And this is also part of the song I'm working on. Mm. So I'd like to... Like in my paintings, I like to use all the sounds I'm hearing, collect them and yeah. try to incorporate it in, in songs. That's super interesting, man. That's Which really is super, cool. yeah. It's Also to me, yeah. and then maybe pitching it and putting some effects on it and see what it does if there's reverb and this, there's distortion and... Mm. Um, so this is what I'm doing lately and also...
0: Do you think you'd be able to like exhibit that as far as like you have a a painting, somebody like, you know, when you go to like museums, sometimes they'll have like, you put on the headphones and you listen to them talk about the painting, like um, we have the music on and you can look at a
1: painting that kind of corresponds with it. Actually, that's the plan. Um, I was supposed to be having a solo show in November Mm -hmm. in a huge space, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, a couple of hundred square meters. Oh, wow hmm Um, which would have been the biggest show so far. Mm-hmm. Um and I got asked, it's at Galerie Hilger, mm-hmm. Hilger Next. Yeah. Um they asked me back in last November, I guess, mm-hmm. if I wanna have a solo show, and it's like, yeah, cool, sure. And like mm-hmm. Um and I remember going to that space, I mean I knew it, mm-hmm. but I went there now with imagine like my work Reading there at some it, yeah. point mm-hmm. and on one hand I felt super motivated and excited and curious mm-hmm. but also a little bit frightened because it's such a huge space
0: Yeah.
1: Um, questioning if I would be able to mm-hmm. do that um, but then I started to make a plan like this weekly plan In t- this week I'm going to order wood for the canvases and the canvas itself and I make a plan a floor plan and See what formats would work mm-hmm. and on what wall and mm-hmm. um, and this was back in spring, I guess, and I was on track on time, mm-hmm. and then moving happened, yeah, oh, yeah, and I thought moving is it was the first time I moved after I moved away from my parents yeah. when I was nineteen, and I thought it's gonna be three, four days, yeah, and I'm back t- in the studio working again, yeah. And it took like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Wow. I totally underestimated that, um, and also being tired from moving, I couldn't. I wasn't able to, to create, create something yeah. on the evening or something. Mm-hmm. I was just done mm-hmm. for the day. And the time I moved on, and I, ex- I I kind of felt this something. I felt this like panic attacks. It's not. This panic coming up mm-hmm. when I thought about the exhibition, when I thought about um, projects and life and whatever. Yeah. And that I got more tense. Mm-hmm. And Shit. also with all this, like, I don't know, electricity from mm-hmm. the old flat, and stuff all I wasn't used to, like, all this administration stress. Yeah, fuck. Um, and it influenced my psyche. And I, I, yeah. I don't
0: know, so. It, you can't fuck around with it yeah, it mm-hmm. Stress affects everyone like differently, and and depending on how much stress is piled up. Yeah. You
1: know. Yeah, and then every time it this it's also like. I think it's I have to do it for like I don't know the gallery wants mm-hmm. to have updates and, but mostly it's my own. It's me putting the stress on me and yeah, yeah. I have to do it, this way and that way and mm-hmm. more and more and more. Um, So, yeah, there was this morning a couple of weeks back where I I woke up and I was shaking. I was like yeah, sweating and shaking and I couldn't think uh, clearly anymore. I had just like all the thoughts I had and all the worries I had about everything going Mm -hmm. on at that point. Mm -hmm. It it was just circling, but I couldn't find a solution. Yeah. Um, And I remember I had this appointment with a friend who was visiting uh, us at the studio and she came, and I couldn't talk to her hmm. like I, I would usually do. I was just like talking nonsense and saying like, "Hey, sorry, I'm ha- having a really, really bad day." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was actually like, "And we we're talking about the exhibition because uh, I knew it's it's me who want. I always wanted to do perfect things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's yeah, try to this perfectionist part. It's like yeah, like there's always mixture. I Try to I know that the next canvas I'm going to paint will not be the best one I've ever painted mm-hmm. and also not the next one. The next one mm-hmm. It's more about like having to do the it process. But then yeah. again, there's always this, uh, sometimes it comes up that it, I ha- it has to be perfect. You know what yeah, I mean? And I there's know, yeah. pressure, yeah, yeah. And especially if it's like a huge solo show.
0: Yeah, exactly. You um, feel like you just have to keep going and no matter, you just have to keep Producing producing to, yeah. to finish this and you don't know when the end's going to be and it's not amount of like making each one perfect It's just to have amount to fill the space. I guess right like but to also totally. But Mostly also like to to reflect something at the same time So speci-
1: yeah, and especially like a gallery asks you mm-hmm. so, it's to also show a so pressure, yeah. pressure is on like,
0: yeah
1: Of course I you want to bring fall, it you want to bring it do I really deserve this? You know, yeah. am I w- worth enough? Is my work worth enough to be really shown at this space? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, yeah. There's just doubts all the time. Of course, yeah. Um, so basically, the next day I called the gallery, saying like, "Hey, I'm really not feeling well. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance to postpone the show?" Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, uh, Michi. Uh, the woman from the gallery was super understanding and we were talking about so many things like meditation and and Mm -hmm. she said, hey, the most important thing is that I'm having fun in doing what I do and not having all this like panic and this fear. So there's going to be a way to postpone the Mm -hmm. show. I shouldn't worry about that. And this was already taking so much pressure off of this like thing. And yeah in the end she called and then what happened as well is like i had this ass- i'm having this assistant which helped me to uh, um, stretch the canvases mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he was like it was exactly at this time i ordered a new canvas which i've never worked with yeah he's like this, this is feeling weird like it's um tearing apart easily it mm-hmm. shouldn't be the, the case mm-hmm. it's like ah maybe uh, we're doing it wrong, I don't know, maybe you, you're doing it wrong, let me do it. It, mm-hmm. it was tearing me <laughs> apart, I was talking to a friend, which is a restaurator, he's like, that's not supposed to, uh, it's not how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I was talking to the, to the art supply store, <laughs> uh, and the canvas itself took already two weeks longer than expected to, del- to be delivered. Oh, there was some problem. Yeah. This t- took again longer. Now I'm still, it's four weeks ago. I'm still waiting on, on them. I called them, I don't know, five times already. Wow, fuck. Um, but luckily the gallery called in between and said, yeah, hey, let's just wait in February because they're going to open a new space in the center, mm-hmm. first district. Uh, and they would love to have me as the opening show, oh, and nice. it's a smaller space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agreed. And now I'm like, hopefully, um, everything works out fine. But now I have a little bit more time to also, like this week, try to ma- just make music. Yeah. And get my mind off. I have to create this and that mm-hmm. and that and that mm-hmm. and that. Um, Especially
0: after moving and everything, like yeah. now that that's finished, now you can start to concentrate yeah. on on it easily.
1: <coughs> mm.
0: Well, wow. that's awesome. I mean, are you? But going back, are you going to include music elements in the show?
1: Actually, I tr- uh, plan to make some kind of sound installation. Okay. Uh, but I have no idea yet. What to use? What sounds to use for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because um, besides Boycott I have my music project, which is another thing where I really make like whole songs mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I recently started to put out music on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. but for the exhibition, it would be more like ambient, experimental noises, mm-hmm. I guess. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm super interested in like manipulating, manipulating sounds. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Like one thing is the roller for like rolling a wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Usually it's it's <laughs> made out of plastic and it's hollow. Hello? Yeah. yeah. Hollow. Yeah. Like Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> 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 true. Uh, and for example, if you throw it down on a, on a floor made of tiles or like stone, Yeah. it already has this like sound, some yeah. tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, oh, yeah. So I recorded this. Couple of weeks back, and mm. then you can put it on the computer, and you can use it as an instrument and really play melodies out of this tone. Nice. Um, so maybe this is some first ideas, but since I have three more months for mm-hmm. the exhibition, um, right now I'm waiting for the studio to be renovated, which takes a couple more weeks, and then I'm gonna start. Cool. Yeah. Where's Where's that gallery at? Like they have several locations ok um, but where your um, exhibition will be at do you know um, the space t- it's going to be completely new it's going to be somewhere next to parallel to Kärntner ok so super central alright cool but um, as far as I know I can visit it the first time next week ok um, and there's still other um, people in there mm-hmm. and the girl is taking over by the end of the year something like that but I don't cool. have too much information it's okay. super new and it's like cool it sounds great yeah <laughs> it's gonna be awesome yeah
0: I wanted to ask you also because you were we were talking about um about your family and stuff yeah. was there anyone else in your family that was uh also creative doing art or music
1: Not directly I mm. mean for example my my grandpa is a hairdresser. Okay. And I, I think at least hairdressing is something creative.
0: I think that also, yeah. Every yeah. time I'm in the barber chair, I'm like, yeah. oh, you're you're the artist, man." Yeah, just totally. Also, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Do what you want. <laughs> do do, um, do what you feel, man. Do just make me look good. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, one of my best friends is hairdresser as well. Is my hairdresser. Yeah. And one of my best friends, and yeah. It's a creative mm-hmm. job, I think.
0: So your grandfather was a uh, hairdresser. My grandfather was yeah. a
1: hairdresser, self-employed for long. He's still like he was in the news mm-hmm. a couple of weeks back for being the oldest still. <laughs> still uh, working barber. Working barber. Yeah. Wow, how old Which, is he? Uh, he is eighty-nine. He's turning ninety next year. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, and he has this like barbershop in our Garden. Mm-hmm. Small hut. Um, and it still goes there once a week. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also
0: a profession that you have to, uh, like an artist, like you have to. You have to want to do it. You 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 have to find some joy in it. You know, you, yeah. have to, you 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 do it on your own, and you can do it by yourself, or you could do
1: it in a, as a collective, or you know, totally. Nothing. Uh, so that's interesting. Grab Also, he's the man of of the passions. He also is a beekeeper. Oh, okay. So still beekeeping. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. And if you talk to him, you, you still feel this passionate passion about it, for yeah. cutting hair, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <coughs> having the bees, having his own honey. Yeah. Um, football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, of lots of passions. <coughs> Uh, and you don't?
0: Do you have any siblings? Uh, yeah, I have yeah. a
1: sister. She's four years younger. Mm-hmm. Um, she's now working in infrastructure. Okay. Um, my my parents aren't that creative. I mean, they have the they got me when I was sup- when they were super young. Like my mom was 20, mm-hmm. like 23. Mm-hmm. and they had the bureaucratic works I guess yeah. same job for 40 years mm-hmm. yeah, But yeah. That they were like when I told them I want to be an artist they were like what the <laughs> fuck are you talking <laughs> like you, would, you can never live out of that yeah. and I was super mad at them at, mm-hmm. at, at, like we were having fights on and off mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole time when I was younger now I realize they just didn't know better and, like,
0: they were looking out for you yeah.
1: they were worried of yeah. course being parents, also the art was not a thing for them. Like yeah, they had to—it's
0: so not a profession in their eyes. Like yeah, the, for in especially for that generation. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, um, but now I mean, it's still hard for them, I guess, to underst- fully understand what I'm doing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But when they yeah, see, I don't know, last year did this water like the the label design for this water company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and re- I remember for my dad's sixtieth birthday, we went to st- Styria for a night mm-hmm. to some hotel, and they had m- like in the room <laughs> there was my bottle. Nice, that's awesome. And he was telling everyone <laughs> that like, that's <laughs> my boy. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> so yeah. Um, that that's that's really cool. Yeah, like I said, um, taught taught me things and mm. don't listen too much to other people's. So like, especially people on the internet, for example, or like people you don't know. Yeah. Everyone always has opinions. Of course, yeah. And, and I know people that... It touches them, but for me... To me, it's like... I try not to... hmm Take care too much about this, because... I know what I want, and I know what gives me joy and pleasure.
0: Of course, that's the most important thing, right? Yeah. In the end, is like, if you're having fun... If you're not having fun with it, then you stop. But right. I'm like, you shouldn't let someone... Else, tell you that you you shouldn't be having fun with it, or that you're not. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can't understand the, what what it brings you. You know, they just yeah. think that just because you put it out there into the world, everyone automatically assumes it's for them. You know, mm. like this is like I don't like this. It's like, well, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I like it. Like I really enjoy it, but um, it's not. It's just not for you. Then you know. Yeah.
1: And that's that should be totally fine mm. so is this misconception misconception and pressure social media does put yeah. on your brains I exactly
0: guess. but it's I don't know when this will actually stop because it seems like it feels like i've been in this instagram or social media bubble like my whole life and Mm -hmm. it didn't even start until i think 2008 or Mm seven or something i think there was myspace and stuff like that before but it wasn't so like you were so young you're just you're just posting whatever and then instagram came out and then you're just posting really cool photos of sunsets and shit Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it's like oh shit this is a platform for, for artists now
1: exactly and
0: I don't know where that ends or where that goes. What's the next? I mean, because it's also you. You see how the amount of followers you have, how much of that, it, how much that influences you as an artist and the jobs that you get or or the credibility that you have as as mm-hmm. an artist. Sometimes, which is sad. I mean, it's really fucking sad. But you don't. But where does this end? Like, mm-hmm. where does this? Um, is it always going to be this way basically like is it always going to be like the if you have a five-star rating online then you're going to have better opportunities or is it just going to be like before where you just were just a good artist
1: and yeah it's difficult to answer because yeah um, i mean i'm sure there's going to be and i'm always wondering what's the next platform because before instagram there was facebook at least for me yeah Um, I remember Snapchat being a thing, but Mm. I downloaded Mm. it and it was, was already older. Yeah, yeah. So did I, Target audience, I mean, by the time,
0: also by the time I got into Snapchat, like Instagram already started doing like the Snapchat features basically with the, with the stories.
1: That is true. So it was
0: like by Snapchat. I mean, you didn't need it anymore.
1: Yeah. I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Then. Instagram with the stories. Mm-hmm. And I really like the uh, this format.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Back, yeah, now I only post finished work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the stories I can do, do the whatever, progress. and I do, can do as much as I want. Yeah, but yeah. Then, like I'm ex- experienced not really think not really think about it but I try to not put too much pressure into like posting content mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh on a regular basis. And so far I mean it's weird, like I'm stuck kind of stuck with my follower yeah. amount.
0: Yeah. I know that happens. It's like you you have the same amount for months, and you're just like you lose twelve, you gain thirteen, yeah, and you're like, What, what I... the fuck's going on? But it's it's in the end it's not really in our control i mean you only you get like these boosts every once in a while like cool you collaborate with someone or somebody mentions you that has a huge following and Mm. it's like oh cool i have another 100 or
1: 200 yeah but i feel like i mean at least with my contact i have followers that are there from early on Mm -hmm. and at least I feel like they don't really care if I post that regularly. And if I post something, there's yeah. a reaction. Mm-hmm. Some of them by now I, I know personally, mm-hmm. which I didn't back then when they started to follow. But it's like... And for this, it's really nice. And also for me, writing to other people, artists, yeah. it's super nice to connect super exactly. directly. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's um, perfect. Especially if you're traveling too you want to, yeah, to totally. get in contact with artists in, in Berlin mm-hmm. and you're just there and you're just like Instagram totally or
1: just like for helping yeah I don't know people ask me what colors I use or what mm-hmm. folder I use mm-hmm. and then I can just help them out and when I see someone doing something where I'm like how the fuck did the person do this yeah I can just write them and mm-hmm. if they're willing to share the sharing then yeah, yeah for yeah. this it's amazing, but then yeah. there's all this like algorithm and stuff, and
0: yeah, this is where you get kind of tripped up, right? Yeah, in but the end, I we have no control. i try not of this at all, yeah, like, yeah. just
1: like so far. This year, I didn't post a lot, yeah, but I don't really think I'm missing out, and there's no. still some commissions or collectors writing mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. Via, via Instagram, yeah. Um,
0: I mean, of course, yeah, if you're posting every day, just whatever, your, your numbers could probably rise pretty, you know, Mm -hmm. even more, but in the end, then you're just posting it for that, you know? And like, I was really strict with my, with my posting pattern for a while. I was like, okay, like every other day, at least, like I want to post something, um, but then it also stressed me to like, I always had to produce something to show. Exactly. And then it's yeah. like, but how much effort am I actually putting into to what I'm posting? And do I even want to post that? Because I'm just, post, I'm just making it to post it basically. Yeah, yeah. And that's where you get stuck in this kind of cycle of like, you're just like kind of feeding this machine that's not even like there really. It's like an invisible mm-hmm. machine basically. Mm-hmm. And in the end, you know you got some more followers maybe but w- what are you showing them so like uh, now i'm just kind of posting when i have something finished yeah and everything else is on my stories but i post all my stories multiple times a day almost mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. um but just random shit not like this is what i'm working on but more like here's my dog or uh, you know whatever this is what yeah. i'm listening to or if i'm working in the studio, maybe i'll take a photo and
1: yeah which is cool i think like if I see that with other people, and Instagram I usually use for like a follow mostly artists. Yeah, do I. Yeah. Painting or tattooing or influences um, like
0: people who are kind of
1: which pushing me. And, yeah. yeah. And, uh, inspires me. Exactly.
0: Basically. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I also personal
1: stuff I really like it. Mm. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but I simply forget. For example, if I. It's often where I like experience something which, you would think would be shareable, mm-hmm. but I just don't think about sharing. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. It's not even in my head too yeah. much. Yeah. Um, but I, this
0: because you're healthy, <laughs> it's like, like you're able to disconnect from that a little bit. Because imagine if everything that you saw or like every special moment that you had, like seeing this towel on the floor, for example. Was interrupted by like, oh, I need to share this, you mm-hmm. know, like social media style, instead of like just being in the moment, you know. And yeah. this is, I think, a lot of people are losing that because of social
1: media. Yeah. They totally. want to share it so totally. often, you totally. know. Yeah. And I'm, then it's like this. Sorry, but then it's just like, for me at least, mm-hmm. trying to not fall into to this trap of, and I do Every time, but then I try to actively think about like not opening Instagram in the yeah. morning, mm-hmm. yeah. But do something else instead, <laughs> and and then I forget about it the next day, and I do it again and again and again. Then I'm like, fuck! I, I wanted to use it less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's constant. Um, yeah, it's yeah. This is how yeah, it is. I have no idea what comes next and what's what this leads to. Yeah, but, I mean.
0: It, there was this movie that came out. This uh, this it was called the Social Dilemma. Do you know this movie? I heard about it's it. It's on Netflix see. or something. And it talks about how um, how these programmers, um, and especially social media type stuff, they they develop this this kind of AI that can kind of read you as a person. They find you as a as a profile by what mm-hmm. you search, by who you follow, by you know all this stuff and then they, they create this this avatar of you that's basically their target where they know how to um throw ads at you like that would and and they know how to uh interrupt you to get you to look back at, at that app. So it's like um they created this profile for you and mm-hmm. now they, they're just notifying you like hey this person wants to send you a friend request or um you got this have you seen what this guy posted? Or they kind of just throw you these notifications Mm -hmm. and they know how to and when to, like if you haven't been on your phone for a certain amount of time, they know when to show that, to send that push in order to get you back into the app.
1: Yeah. And it's
0: really really interesting. But uh, anyway, we're getting really deep. I think it's it's, it's super interesting.
1: I'm just thinking about, because it, it somehow reminded me of, because I was thinking about buying this the uh, Oculus Quest because I knew it's connected to Facebook. Facebook mm-hmm. bought it. Mm-hmm. And for the longest, I, I don't really... I have an account still. Because mm-hmm. um, I have one friend on Facebook Messenger uh, from Norway, which I'm writing to. This is, one fr- this is actually stupid, but this we could also communicate on another platform. Yeah. But we still for years and years and years communicate on Messenger. Yeah. Um, every, everything else, my Spotify was connected mm-hmm. on Face- with Facebook mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. And I did so, so much research, research to find out how to disconnect it and it's not possible. So I made a new account yeah. last year. So I was like, okay, I'm going to quit Facebook. But then I heard about this Oculus and you have to have an account mm-hmm. on Facebook to use the the Uh, headset oh wow yeah and it's like to really wanna use this then yeah yeah on the other hand it's like the it's i guess it's is it the only i think so standalone you don't need to connect it to a pc i'm Um, not sure yeah i think it's the only one so far and it's like for the amount of money you pay it's Mm -hmm. a really nice like technology and it, VR yeah. Google. And I was really considering like, should I, should I not, should I, should I not, and then I did buy it.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. I also, also think that now it's Facebook and they want to get people to buy it and get into this field of VR, mm-hmm. which is a, a super interesting field. Mm-hmm. Like you can do so many things with it. Like I'm not only building 3D models. Mm-hmm. I also bought it to make exercise and so I have this program beat saber it's called where you kind of have lightsabers. Oh, okay. You have to kind of dance and and You have me a Destroy yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> amazing destroy <laughs> up uh, cubes okay coming right. onto you in mm-hmm in the rhythm of the beat. Oh, I got,
0: you, got It's working workout. I think I've like seen maybe some videos of this. Like yeah, it's I one can, can of the m- popular
1: most popular games okay. in VR. And after half an hour, I'm so sweaty. <laughs> I really love it. Cool. Um, and then I just found out about ping pong. Like, I used to play ping pong a lot. Mm-hmm. But then I stopped because friends gave away the table mm-hmm. and, I don't know, life.
3: <laughs> yeah. um,
1: but then I found out about this game, which should be super realistic, mm-hmm. even though it's in virtual reality, mm-hmm. um, I downloaded it and a, it's and, uh, like sweaty. I'm mm-hmm. sweaty after a couple of minutes. <laughs> can you feel the ball hitting? You can on ball. your controller. It feels so natural. Wow, and if you crazy. can play in real life, like all the slicing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's one to one. It feels completely the same. It takes maybe a couple of games to get used to the physical, yeah. Like that it's not an actual table Mm in front of you. Mm -hmm. But um, I was telling a friend in Toronto, he moved to Mm -hmm. Toronto, and we were really close when he was in Vienna. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now he has kids and we don't hear each other that often anymore, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. with work and life Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. But suddenly we were standing in the same room (laughs) with our goggles on, playing with each other and just chatting about that's about awesome. things happening, <laughs> wow. it's amazing. Yeah, um, crazy. And so, and that's, now there's this big company that tries to like they're able to sell cheap, mm-hmm. sell it for cheaper than it actually costs to produce them. Mm-hmm. I read. Uh, but if there's a market, I hope at least there's in the future other companies being able to bring out their headsets, mm-hmm. which are more vi aviv- environmental friendly for example mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and um, hap- which are an alternative to facebook yeah. Um, yeah but facebook kind of broadens the way for other companies to mm-hmm. put their foot in v r it's because crazy. people already know um, they'd like to i don't know spend time in virtual reality yeah of course because mm, not everyone has 1,500 bucks to spend on a on the headset. It's true.
0: And especially now since, uh, since the pandemic and stuff, I think virtual reality is even more relevant, I guess, yeah. you know,
1: totally. No, it's, uh, it's perfect. Actually. Mm. Um, yeah. you can do, I should have brought the, the next headset time. next we time. We could, the po- we could do the podcast in VR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time you come to the studio, and then. Yeah, for sure. I have to go check it out. Uh, yeah. Coffee, beer, whatever.
0: Both together. Yeah. A beer, shot, and then a coffee. Yeah. I it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks again for, for being on the podcast. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Where can they find you? Like on Instagram and. and
1: Instagram is just at mm-hmm. boycott It's B O I C U T. Mm hmm um that's the main platform i do have a website it's Mm boycott.com but currently it's uh, getting a redesign so it's gonna take a few months until the new one is out and i'm super lazy with updating the old one Mm -hmm. so instagram is actually the way to go and if you have any questions just drop me Mm -hmm. a message and on soundcloud are you also boycotting? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, on SoundCloud, it's Low Oaks. It's L-O-W-O-A-K-S. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. And do you know the date for
0: for the solo exhibition? Did you already say what the date was?
1: Not yet, since we just postponed it. Like, it would okay. have been on the 25th of November, but forget the date. I'm, I'm happy that <laughs> I was able to postpone it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No. I think it's
0: better mentally to be yeah. in this right position to to paint and to finish Don't it Don't stress. Yeah, myself exactly. Too much. But
1: man, thanks again. Really, it was a Thank pleasure you. sitting it and was, talking to you. Yeah, for me as well. I was really looking forward <laughs> to the Yeah, me too. I was, I was like, telling <laughs> you like, it was five. Uh, we were supposed <laughs> to meet at six thirty. Yeah. Yeah and at five I don't know my inner watch it felt <laughs> like I have to go and then I realized it's an hour too early it's like okay I have to wait for one more hour to <laughs> be able to leave so yeah I really enjoyed
0: it yeah so did I man and yeah, uh, yeah uh, we'll keep in touch I mean we'll, we'll know more of course and uh, and whenever you have the exhibition we'll post it on the on our Instagram make yeah, awesome. sure that yeah. and everything so cool man thanks again yeah, thank and thanks you. to everyone listening and yeah. we'll see you later Ciao. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye, bye. episode of art podcast or is it some, was it was like always aware to you like this is yeah like...
1: i think i was always kind of like a. i don't know i can't think of a better word than like social warrior which is a horrible yeah. <laughs> yeah. word it's not a
0: bad word so it sounds pretty <laughs> hardcore actually. yeah pretty nice
3: <laughs>
0: join us for our guest linda steiner see you then